911, what's your emergency? Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Dispatch, a 911 podcast. I'm your host Rachel, aka Burn That Bridge, and in this episode I'm going to be joined by Mist Marauder, or Jess. Jess is pretty much the pod ficker in the 911 fandom. As a beginner pod ficker, I was absolutely thrilled to get to talk to someone who is so experienced in the process, but it was also fantastic to talk to Jess about her thoughts on the show and to hear about how she got into 911 and also how she came into fandom and fanfiction in general. Just a quick note for anybody that doesn't know what Podfic is, I think most of you probably do, but Podfic is essentially like audiobook versions of fanfiction. I find the name a bit odd because it confuses me as to why we don't call it audiofic, like audiobooks. But whatever, it's podfic. It is what it is. But if uh, you happen to know why we call it podfic and not audiofic, then please let me know. I would be very interested. Also, me and Jess use some podfic specific terminology or like audio editing, audio recording terminology. So I've included links to definitions or descriptions of what this is in case you don't know. I've also included some links to some tutorials that I found particularly useful as a beginner audio editor to like learn how to do it. I'm not saying these are uh, the only way to do it or the best tutorials. It's just stuff that I've used that I found particularly helpful. I've also included a link to Audacity, which is the free editing program that I use at the moment. I've also included a link to Jess's announcement post for the for the 911 AV Club Discord which is a Discord dedicated to people making works of the audiovisual type in the 911 fandom. So, for example, Podfic or vids and also podcasts. So if you're interested in joining, then you can check that out. As usual, Jess gives some recommendations for fan works at the end of the podcast. I have included links to these in the show notes as well. In fact, I've got so many things linked in the show notes that unfortunately I'm having to put an abridged version of them in the actual podcasting programs because there is a limited character count that I'm allowed on the website that I use to host the podcast. So the first link in the show notes will actually be a link to the full show notes that can be found on the Tumblr post for the podcast episode release. Some content warnings for this episode So this episode includes references to canon typical injury, to mental health issues including depression, postpartum depression and bipolar, and references to suicide and suicidal thoughts. If you would like timestamps to when these discussions take place, please just get in touch, which you can do by sending a message or an ask to the Dispatch Podcast Tumblr or you can also send an email to dispatch a 911 podcast at gmail.com. But the links to the Tumblr and a copy of the email address will be in the show notes. I wanted to say a big thank you to you for your patience with this episode. 
I'm so sorry that I had to bump this back a week. If you follow me on my personal Tumblr, which is Burn That Bridge, then you're probably aware that I started a new job because all I've done is complain in the tags of every post I've made about how I'm so tired. Um, But because of that, I have much, much, much less time and I just hadn't accounted for that when I was planning for the release of this episode. So I'm really sorry that this was delayed. Thank you very much for understanding and for your continued support. One last piece of admin before I let you listen to the interview with Jess. I wanted to give you an advance heads up that the next episode of the podcast, which we'll be releasing on Monday the 12th of September, is going to be the last episode for a little while. As I'm sure we are all aware, the show is coming back on Monday the 19th of September. Can you tell I'm super excited, but also very, very nervous, but also so excited. And since it's coming off of hiatus, the podcast is going to be going on hiatus for a little bit. I'll be posting more information about this later on, so like in a couple of weeks time. So I just wanted to give you advance warning that the next episode will be the last episode for a little while. Okay, so today I'm welcoming Miss Marauder, or Jess, to the Dispatch podcast. Welcome, I'm so glad to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. Not really sure why you wanted me, but hey! Well, I definitely wanted you to come on. I'm going to give some background information about you for the listeners. So you are on Tumblr as Miss Marauder, you're also on AO3 as Miss Marauder, but a big difference between you and a lot of people that are on AO3 is that your main works on there are Podvik. Yes, absolutely. I hate writing, so. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of your works on there are Podvik, though. There's a handful of uh, fics in there. Those don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Do do not perceive those. (laughs) No, so you're you're a huge Podvicker, actually. And I was just saying, (laughs) I was just saying to Jess before we got on the podcast, uh, or before we got on the recording, that I feel like a, a total like baby newbie pod ficker speaking to like a master. Because I've made like two pod fix. <laughs> Since I bought my microphone, I've made two pod fix. Uh, I have no idea what And uh, they were really good. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm like stumbling around in the dark, whereas you've been doing this for a while and you have a huge number of uh, works. So on your AO3, you've got... 97 works so as I say that includes a few of your uh, non-existent (laughs) works shall we say but there's 88 with the podfic tag so I think that's 88 podfics on there and that's across five fandoms but the bulk of them is 911 because you've got 52 works for 911 and also four for Lone Star so a total of 56 works across the 911s and I'd like to point out that your first fic for, or your first pod fic for 911 was published in March 2021. So you've done those 56 works, or posted those 56 works in like, what, a year and a half? Uh, less than a year and a half? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so that's extremely pro- pro- prolific, even, for the word. So that's, uh, I think that's incredibly impressive. And we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but you also have, like, I mean, some of those podfix that you've recorded have been long ones. Uh, we'll touch on this yes. a little bit later, but your long one, well, your longest one, uh, your longest one for 911, I believe, clocks in at 12 hours, 16 minutes and three seconds. 
Oh God, that's the reincarnation age, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one was brutal. Oh my God. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I looked up. I mean, I knew that one was gonna be long because that's uh, your fingerprint smeared on my heart, lead me back to you by let me tell you about my feels. And I knew know that that's a long thick. I believe it's like 70,000, 76,000 words or something like that. And so I knew that was gonna be a long one uh, when I opened up that podfic, but I couldn't believe the actual length of it. And as I say, we'll talk a little bit more about this once we get into it, about uh, how that might be the length of the finished podfic, but that means the amount of time that was put into oh putting God. that together. Oh God, the amount of time that went into that is unimaginable, really. <laughs> exactly. I think about that and I don't even know what sort of fever I was in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll come into talking about your works. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to talk to you about 911 in general. So the first thing I wanted to ask you was when and how did you get into the show? I actually got into the show when it first aired, which you wouldn't know that just looking at my past, like in the fandom, but I had seen like promos and stuff for it before season one, episode one even came on. Um, So unlike a lot of people who like came in later, especially because they saw a lot of like the gifts and stuff on Tumblr, like I was already aware that it existed. I fell out of it actually. Ah. Um, because I started when season one aired and I started watching it just because I've always been really into procedurals. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really like those sh- shows like Law and Order and Criminal Minds and stuff like that. And this was like another procedural, but also it was, I was like, Angela Bassett is in this. What the absolute fuck? Oh, wait, can I curse? <laughs> oh, you can. You absolutely can. The pod fi- <laughs> the podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get podcast and podfic mixed up a hundred <laughs> times. I apologize. No, the podcast is is explicit rated because I was like, I, I don't want to have to censor myself. And also God knows if we talk about explicit fic, like who knows oh, yeah. what we mentioned. So yes, you can swear. <laughs> It's like, I swear very casually. And the only time I really watch it is when I'm at work. Yeah. Um, But I was like, oh my God, Angela Bassett. And that's all I cared about. I was like, oh, it's a procedural and it's got Angela Bassett in it. I'm going to watch it. So I started watching it when it aired and like I was watching it. And of course, like 98% of the people who've watched 911, I got hooked with the plane crash and anyone who says they didn't get hooked with a play crash is a liar. And <laughs> I don't believe them. But um, that was the part that got me. And I actually like I had I didn't really keep up with like behind the scenes stuff. So when like season one ended, I didn't really think much about it. And then like season two came back and I watched like the first couple of episodes. And I was like, is Abby even coming back? Where where the fuck is coming? Because, like, I was attached to her. Yeah. Um. Because, like, I watched season one as it aired, and she was a big part of that. So I was like, how is this going to work without her? And, I mean, like, obviously it does. Like, it takes you, like, no time at all to be like, Abby who? But <laughs> at the time, I was like, where is Connie? So <laughs> then I was Googling it. And I was like, does she come back in this? And Google was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Okay. But I watched like a few episodes into season two and then I kind of fell behind and I got completely sidetracked because me and my ex at the time, we watched Good Omens. And so I got sucked. I wasn't like hyper fixated 
the way I am with 911, but I got kind of sucked into that yeah. fandom and it threw me off from this. So I fell out of 911. I didn't catch back up on 911 until after 4A. Wow. So okay. I like I fell out in early season two and I didn't come back until halfway into season four. So when I came back, I was just like looking for something to watch. And I was like, I should go catch up on this, you know? So I went back and started like where I left off in season two and binged the rest of season two and then all of season three and then the first half of season four. And then I was just like, oh, fuck. And then I spiraled into the fandom and <laughs> It took over my life, and now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so did you see 4B live then? I I did. Most of it. Okay. Most of it, yes. Because by the time I caught up, I think 4B had already started airing. Okay. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I watched a lot of 4B live. Like, that I definitely remember, yeah. Um, I'm just not sure where in 4B I picked back up. Yeah. Because I, I started reading, like, the fanfics and stuff, in like late January, early February. And I think, I'm not sure if I had completely caught up when I started reading the fanfics, but I'm not the type to read fanfiction if I'm not caught up on the source material. Like I I don't, like I won't, you're not going to see me like reading fanfics for stuff I've never seen. Um, That's just not me. Um, (laughs) I'm like total opposite of me who has has been in several fandoms having never read or seen the source material before. Yeah, like a lot of people do that. I'm like, how do you do that? You're not even like familiar with the characters, how? But um, so just knowing myself, I know I had to have been either caught up or almost caught up when I started. Yeah. So it was around that time. And then of course, I started watching live once I had caught up because it was airing live. Yeah. And I was in it at that point. So did you see the shooting live then? I did see the shooting live and that was a chaotic fuck fest. <laughs> and I remember staying up and I remember even before the shooting aired and how people were getting like obsessive like about the promos and the angles of the stills and they're like, well, we could prove it was Eddie that got shot. And there were like these <laughs> diagrams where people were like circling stuff with like arrows. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally following this. I got you. I got you. And now I, I mean, kind of felt like a psycho after, but you know, <laughs> it, it all worked out. <laughs> That's my biggest regret actually, is that I got into the, the show too late to to see the shoot well to see the shooting as live as I would have managed with my whole like would I have been able to stream it in the middle of the night <laughs> or would I have been too busy with work sort of thing but I like wish because I think that the worst thing for me I've said this one on one of the episodes other episodes was that I think I was on Tumblr at the time so I think I actually saw some gifs of the shooting because a couple of people that I followed at the time occasionally reblogged. 911 stuff but not nobody I followed like made their own content for it so there wasn't I didn't see a lot of it I just saw the occasional reblog and so I'm pretty sure I saw gifts of the shooting and I was like oh oh yeah those that's those boys like somebody's been shot and just <laughs> just <laughs> didn't even and now I'm like why was I not on like why was I not in it already <laughs> oh god like I literally after the shooting like you were just everyone was on tumblr for just hours and hours and it extended into the next week because of course you had the cliffhanger and yes. then you had next week's episode was everything that went along with the shooting and then the will reveal. So, Oh yes. The, the, it was just chaos in the fandom for weeks at that point, <laughs> but it was fun in a, in a slightly 
bonkers kind of way, but it was fun. <laughs> I kind of like, I wish we'd get something like that again, but I also like, don't think I could cope with, especially with the weak weight <laughs> in between. I would just, I would actually be, be ill with the weight, I think. So I don't think I could cope with it. Well, the one good thing for me is that I wasn't having to like plan to stay up all night because I'm over here in the United States. So I just yeah. turn on my TV and it's like seven o'clock at night so, yeah. and I'm going to go. <laughs> I know I have a lot of respect for like the folks like that do. I can't, I just, I can't operate on that little sleep. So if I have work the next day, I cannot stay up till like, for me, it's usually like, it was originally, I think 1am, but then with daylight savings, it moved to like two, I don't even know. But in any case, like I just couldn't do it for the last, like I watched, I think it must've been most of 5A live-ish. And then I had to kind of stop for a lot of 5B. But yeah, some folks are really, really committed (laughs) and they're up like all night sort of thing. Oh man, I I honestly, I don't know how y'all do it. And like, I I get it too, because I took a trip at the end of last year. Um, I went to Paris and and this ended up in disaster because I broke my foot in Paris and it was a whole thing and I had to come home early. But the point was, I wasn't going to miss the episode just because I was in Paris. (laughs) So I was up at like 3 a.m., trying to find like a stream to watch. And I was like, how in God's name do y'all do this? This is the worst thing that I have ever done. I hate everything right now. Yeah, it's a it's a time and the streams are not always the most stable. And no, as I say, I, I am convinced that they lag by about 60 seconds maybe. And so I have learned my lesson that I cannot be on Tumblr and watching the stream at the same time because the commercial break will end for people in the US quicker than it ends for me watching the stream. And I will get spoiled 60 seconds in advance. <laughs> but no, that's amazing. So yeah, as I say, I'm always super jealous of people that saw the shooting live. Um, but it's really interesting to hear like from somebody that was into it and then like fell out of it. And because I can imagine, as you say, that it would be a big like change to have Abby when she... Because she is... I was so surprised because I'd read loads and loads of fan fiction and I'd seen loads of gifts and watched loads of stuff on YouTube before I watched the show. And so I knew about Abby, but I didn't appreciate that she was like a main, main character um, until I watched season one. And then I was super surprised when with the first episode, it obviously opens with her. I was like, oh my God, she was like a big deal. Exactly. And then she's just gone uh, after the first season. Which is like, which was why watching the first season live, you just expect her to come back. Like, of course, it leaves with her like getting on the plane or whatever. And then you come back to season two. And at first I was like, okay, maybe she's just not back yet. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, no, she's not coming back. And I was like, what do you mean she's not coming back? She was like a huge portion of the first season. And we were just being introduced to Eddie and Maddie at that point. And of course, it's like, as much as I love them, like I had not built that attachment to them when I got sidetracked and fell out of the fandom. So, well, I wasn't even really into the fandom. I was like, I was a casual fan of the show. Yeah, I I feel like it's, I can totally get it because I've mentioned a couple of times that I've been doing a rewatch and I've been watching for the first time. My parents are watching for the first time. And my mom asked me, 
like when we started watching season two, she asked me if Abby comes back. And I was like, I don't know if I should say no so that she like knows that she doesn't come back or if I should just be like, well, I don't want to tell you because she's not the sort of person that would like Google something anyway. So if she'd been watching the show live on her own, she'd never have known. She'd just be hanging around waiting to see if she turned back up again. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I don't know if it's like a spoiler if I tell her that she like doesn't, well, effectively doesn't come back, obviously actually <laughs> will come back soon but <laughs> briefly she has her nice little guest appearance but <laughs> exactly but yeah so it it almost feels like quite a different um show between season one where it is quite heavy uh with abby and then sort of the beginning of season two before you as you say you kind of get into well now we've got maddie and eddie's also new as well um so it's interesting to hear from somebody who went like actually went through it at the at that time yeah I just I don't really know and it was a different show than I expected it to be when I started it because of course I came into it thinking of like your average kind of procedural which yes. while you have like these recurring characters that might have like some background arcs they weren't the focus the stories in the individual episodes were the focus whereas of course 911 is much more character focused mm -hmm. than a lot of these other procedurals i just didn't come into it expecting that and i mean there's nothing wrong with it i just didn't even start it wanting that i was just like oh another procedural i love procedurals and then of course it was just you become attached to the characters yeah and that stops mattering like so even if you come into it expecting kind of like a classic procedural which i don't think most people do when they get into it now but before it ever started airing especially considering they were figuring everything out i think with season one there was more of this expectation of a classic kind of procedural yeah and of course i didn't get that and of course and there's nothing wrong with it it all works out obviously i just did not expect it to be so character focused mm -hmm. and i'm glad that it is because I fell in love with them. Whereas like other procedurals that I've enjoyed, I I don't care about the characters <laughs> at all. Like I know there are people who really like who actually have there's like I mean Criminal Minds is like a fandom. Yes. Like people people go and read about these characters and I'm like, they're fine. I <laughs> I don't care though. <laughs> just, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> I suppose it's just a different it is it's a very different thing from a typical procedural. Um, I used to watch a lot of, and everybody that's on that's listened to the previous episodes of the podcast is going to be like, how many times are you going to mention that you used to watch like CSI? But it's like my main example of like the type of procedural <laughs> that I used to watch um, when I was younger, specifically because I didn't want to get overly invested in the characters right. because I don't have there's not there's no in between for me. There's not invested. It's overly invested or not at all. And, and I can't watch something without getting overly invested, as is evidenced by the fact that I did get overly invested in the characters in CSI, even though they didn't even matter. And then when they like stuff went wrong for them, I hated it. So like, but this I didn't, because as I say, I read lots of fan fiction and I was aware of the fandom before I actually started watching it. I never really expected 911 to be a typical procedural, but I can absolutely see why that is what you would expect. Because I think that's what my parents expected when I like pitched it to them and being like, oh, this is a show you might want to watch. It's like a firefighter show. Because I think I said to them, you know, it's like a bit like a CSI, except instead of, you know, investigating crime scenes, then they're like going to fires. And right. so I'm not sure that they, they got what I pitched it as <laughs> at all. <laughs> I understand that. It's 
And honestly, it's part of the reason why I was even able to get distracted from it because I, I liked the characters, but I wasn't invested in the yeah. characters. And even when I came back to catch up on the show, I did not expect to spiral the way that I did. <laughs> like, holy shit. It, it was a stop. I had not spiraled like that for a fandom since 2016. Okay. So it had been quite a while. Like, I'm I'm generally pretty casual in fandoms. Like, I'll pop up on Tumblr. Like, I'll disappear from Tumblr for, like, years. And then I'll watch something and be like, oh, let me, let me get onto this site that I haven't <laughs> logged onto. And I don't even know how long. Let me go read some fanfics. But I... I very rarely reach the point where like I'm looking for something like pod fix. Yeah. Because the thing for me is like, I'll, I'll put off leaving to go to work. Cause I'll be like reading something in my house because I'm just so into whatever is going on. And one of the things with pod fix is that I can listen to them while I'm doing other shit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still getting things done that I need to get done while also being able to, interact with the fandom in a way yeah when did you know that you were gonna properly spiral like were you were you already properly spiraling before you realized or were you kind of like re-watching like starting to get into watch season two um and then at a point did you sort of go mm, i think i think this can only go down <laughs> downhill from here honestly i don't think it clicked for me <laughs> that it was even gonna be a spiral and, like, I knew a lot of people shipped Buddy. Like, I knew that, including my ex, like, at the time, who's still a really good friend of mine. She shipped it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, go, go catch up. Like, watch the show. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I watched it. And, like, I watched season two. And I was like, okay, well, like, I get it. But I wasn't, like, really invested in the ship, like, it very much seemed like just kind of this bro thing where they kind of like threw in some stuff for like laughs or whatever. Um, just kind of like a nod to shippers, I guess, like the fountain scene and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I, I did not take that as like a serious thing. Like it very much just seemed like the showrunners just giving like a nod to we, we know this is a thing. Here you go. Especially knowing this all happened across a long period of time. Uh, these episodes coming out, I mean. Like yeah. I'm, I might've caught up in a very short span of time and that's what did it for me because I'm not sure I would have spiraled the same way if I had watched it over time. But I went, I watched this evolution and it happened very quickly for me because like I watched season two where it was kind of like this kind of bro type thing yeah. in a way. And season three was wildly different from that, obviously like you get that beginning artist arc, especially with the tsunami and you have the whole scene where it's like, there's nobody in this world. I trust with my son more than you. And it's like, Holy Jesus fucking Christ. What? And it's like, you keep watching and you get through, of course, Eddie begins and all that. And parts of season four had already aired at that point. So I went from this kind of bro bumping shoulders. We just met kind of thing in season two to where they were like pre-shooting in a very mm -hmm. short span of time. So I don't think there was time for me to be like, it wasn't a slow spiral. It was like, I caught up and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just there and that was just the end of me, I guess. But um, honestly, I don't, if, 
for me, I wasn't convinced that it would be canon until after the will scene. Mm -hmm. I think there were things that were definitely leading into that possibility starting in season three and especially going into season four. But I still was very much like, I am not convinced that this is going to be canon. But the after the will scene, I was like, okay, that that was the thing for me that I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, I actually do think from here, I don't see where else you can really go with this. Um, yeah, where it would still make sense. But before that, to me, it was just another like non canon ship that I had shipped. And I shipped a lot of non canon ships. And like, I don't, I don't care about that literally generally when I'm reading fanfic like <laughs> they're not canon I don't give a fuck like that's why I'm yeah. reading fanfic you know so it's not like I was reading it and I was like all gung-ho like this is gonna be canon like I think part of the reason I got into the fan fiction is because it wasn't canon I'm honestly a lot less likely to read fanfic for stuff that I'm getting on screen yeah so if it had been canon before that point, I think it would have been a lot less interesting to me, which is like, you see that with like Tarlos and I'm like, oh, well, that's great. And yeah. like, I'm just like, eh, I, I, I don't really care about reading fanfic about it because unless you're reading something that's like wildly AU, there's not a lot of different takes that you can have on it. You know how they function in a relationship. There's a lot less wiggle room. There's a lot less room for creativity for me. So it's just a lot less interesting for me because you already know how they work together. You already know how they come together. Stuff like that. And it's like, and it's not that I haven't and won't read fix for like canonical relationships because I mean, obviously I do. I've podfixed some Madney fix. I've podfixed yeah. some ride or die fix for Lone Star. But those aren't the pairings that grab me. It's the non-canon yeah. pairings that grab me. And like I've told friends of mine before, like I had a whole conversation with uh, one friend of mine where I was like, honestly, I'm I'm slightly concerned about it becoming canon because I kind of feel like, not that I will lose interest in it, but that I'll be less compelled to read fan fiction. I'll be holding on to it less. I'll be less driven. I guess mm -hmm. I'll be like, Oh, we got it. And then I'll just be like, Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I want, <laughs> I want it to go canon at like, <laughs> I, I want a couple of episodes where they are actually together, but I want it to be like, uh, I want them to decide on an end date for the show so that they don't do that nonsense. Like where they drag the show out and people start leaving. I, my I, I dream scenario, they would give 911 an end date doesn't have to be soon but just they'd give it an end date and we'd get all the characters to stay until the end date yes yes <laughs> yeah exactly and they would make buddy canon like maybe at the beginning of like the b of whichever <laughs> season that is and then they could have half a season to be gloriously in love with one another and then that's it and I don't have to, and you know, we could all have celebratedly, we could have, um, we could have a massive like stress in the hiatus over, are they actually about to get together? Then they get together. Then we have a half of a season of like joy and then that's it. The show's over. Perfection. Exactly. <laughs> and then of course it's like, you can go from there. You'd be like, where do they go from here? And it gives you a lot exactly. of more room and like fanfics and you're not just watching them and their established relationship. And it's like, 
no offense to people who love that, but I find that far less interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I kind of want the same thing. And like in my, in my mind, I'm just kind of like, I want, I want a Maddie wedding whenever they get towards the end of the show. Like I, I want Maddie to reach the point where she's ready to marry again, that she has that kind of trust and that this is a different relationship this is a different thing and this is for me and we're right for each other and i would like to see that come together and like i want i want a buddy dancing scene at a maddie wedding like that is what i want (laughs) give it to me who do i have to like blackmail at fox but um but you do you want this before their canon and then so that they can they or do you want them before or after they're together together i want this to be like towards the end so i want them to like come together and either like they just dance and it's kind of like just meant to be a go with the flow oh i'm dancing with a friend kind of thing and maybe it develops from there or it can be like they've yeah. just gotten together and they dance and maybe it becomes like a more official thing later or it leads to like a proposal or something. I don't know. I just really want a Maddie wedding and I just really want them dancing at a Maddie wedding and I don't care how this <laughs> happens, but I want it. <laughs> that sounds glorious to me. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> we will have that. I would like, I'd like that. I was, I'm like 911 writers. This is what we'd like, please. <laughs> uh no, so you mentioned there, um, obviously, as you're saying uh, about Tarlos and things like that not having so much of an appeal. And I, I'm the same as you. I, I like a, something that's not canon because, as you say, then there's more avenues to go down with it. And it just hooks you in more because, as you say, if the show is giving you the pairing together and maybe they're not doing it exactly how you'd want it to do or they're having drama because the show's got to put drama into it. Uh, it's maybe not exactly what you'd want, but it's much closer to, you know, it's much closer to giving you that uh, couple together because it literally is giving you. That yeah, you're couple. being fed. Yeah, exactly. But you're not. We need to be. We need to be fed for buddy. But at the end, once we've once we've created enough food ourselves in the fandom, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then they can feed us, and then they can go away, and we can have, we can go find our next meal together. <laughs> that can be what happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice way of saying thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but just because you touched on Lone Star there, I wanted to ask you about that. So have you watched Lone Star as well then? I do. And I actually, I didn't start watching Lone Star until after I fell into the OG fandom, mm-hmm. honestly. Because I just, I would see so much of it and people would talk about it. And it's, it was all in the same verse. And I was like, okay, let me watch this show. And I tried like three times to get into Lone Star and like, no hate to people who love Lone Star, but I really struggled getting into it, getting into the first episode. I was just like, I really don't care this much about Owen. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, um, but eventually I was able to get into it and I mainly was able to get into it because I got really attached to Grace and Judd yeah. as characters. And they're honestly what really keep me watching the show. And it's not to say I don't enjoy a lot of the other characters, but I don't feel like they get the screen time they should get. I definitely don't feel like they get the storylines they should mm-hmm. get to where you would watch the show for them because so much of it goes to like the, the strands and like Grace and Judd do get a decent amount of screen time and a lot of like in-depth storylines, which helps if they're a couple that you care about. Yeah. 
So of course it helps keep me invested, but if they were getting like the kind of storylines we see like Marjan and stuff get, it would be a lot harder because a lot of her storylines like revolve around Owen and, or she's just there being like a friend or whatever. She had like a half of a storyline in one episode where she was filming during an accident and someone died. And then the person who was with the person who died, she tried to commit suicide later and it it was a whole thing. So she had that, but it was like, it was a one-off episode. And then she also had the episode with her previous like fiance. Yeah. And really outside of that, she hasn't had very much. And when you do see her, she's just, she's either trying to save the firehouse or she's trying to help Owen or maybe for that one episode, she was trying to help Paul. And like, I really enjoy her, but she doesn't, she doesn't get a lot, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I, I'm not watching the show for her. There's not enough there. And I, like, I definitely think Lone Star has a problem. And I, I stopped watching it during the recent season. I got so angry that over, over the Owen stuff, I got so angry because there was this one episode where Carlos did like all this detective work throughout the entire episode. And he, it, it really should have been like a Carlos episode, but instead of him like being able to solve the crime and get like any sort of like validation, there was a car chase that just took over the end of the episode where Owen like swooped in and saved the day out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? And so me and half the fandom were like, what the fuck is this? So we were, we were just, oh, we were pissed. And I was pissed and I fell out of it and I eventually caught back up on it. Um, but I binged it. I stopped watching it live. Like I had been before that, but I did catch up on it and I'll probably continue to watch it or give it more of a chance just because like I said, I am really invested in Grace and Judd. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I really love them and their relationship. Um, but if they weren't there, I'd have quit the show. Mm-hmm. I, I'd have left. Like there's just not enough else going for it for me. Yeah. It's interesting for me because I watched, I've seen seasons one and two of Lone Star and I watched them after I, I think so before no, no, no. I was going to say before season five started, but I think it must have been after season five had started, but like in between episodes, because I got caught up with with OG like about episode two of season five and then therefore had to watch weekly. And I think I watched Lone Star seasons one and two sometime in that period. But I had watched the crossover episode where it fought, where it should fall uh, in sort of the OG show. So I had seen one episode of Lone Star and been obviously completely confused about who everybody was and what was going on. But I was like, I didn't know there was a crossover when I was catching up on OG and they had that little ending where they were going to Texas. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I just kept watching OG. And it wasn't until later I was like, oh, when I was actually watching Lone Star and I was like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. But that must have been such a nice surprise though. You'd be like, oh, bonus, like Hen and Buck and Eddie. (laughs) It was. I just, I literally was just like, what is this thread that just never got picked up on in OG? What the fuck is this? Because I was just not familiar with Lone Star at all. The only reason I was even familiar with OG is because I had watched it way back in what, 2019 or something like that when it aired. And so I was just like, 
what what is this scene and why does it exist and then never get spoken about again <laughs> but okay i'd obviously seen absolutely tons of gifs of um like tk asking like speaking to buck and then being like i've got a boyfriend and then eddie coming around the corner so like i knew the crossover was a thing <laughs> solely because of those gifts and then also just like everybody with the gifts where everybody's like look at eddie in the lone star episode look how amazing he looks <laughs> which i i agree with but I, I, so i knew it existed and so i was like i will watch this random show episode in season three where it falls or wherever it is um and so that and then I was like, and then maybe I'll go back and watch Lone Star like at the end. And so I did and I enjoyed it, but like it didn't it didn't hook me in the way that the original show did. And I, I for a while I was like, is that just because I don't have a ship in this show that I'm like super invested in? Because I, I also really like Grace and Judd and they're my favorite in the show. Right. But as right. you say, That's they're because they're the best. I'm, yeah, they I'm, are. I'm joking. <laughs> but they, they are. are, but I'm joking. <laughs> No, they are. We, we're, we're allowed to make blanket statements on here. <laughs> People can choose to take them as subjective, subjective opinions. We can know their objective fact, and that's fine. But they yeah. are facts, and you can fight me in the parking lot. Uh, that's it. But yeah, they're they're my favorite in the show. Um, and I've been meaning to watch season three, but it's one of those things where, I mean, it's it's a big difference for me because I'm like, I'm getting up, at two, or I'm staying up till 2 a.m. to watch the stream of the original show. And then as soon as the stream switches to Lone Star, I'm like, goodbye. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll watch you later. And I still it's, haven't. It's so, it's so hard to watch it live when they're airing back to back because I'm so into Tumblr and whatever's going on yes. about OG and Lone Star's on. I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? What, what's happening on this show? I am distracted. They need to swap the airing times because everybody's like, <laughs> goodbye. Nobody's hanging around after the OG show has, has right. aired. Like, I, I try to. And then I'm like, fuck, I think I missed like a third of this episode. <laughs> I would totally put Lone Star on while I was on Tumblr on another window. And like, well, I'm like waiting for the OG episodes. <laughs> Don't, uh, but but I, I need them to bring Lone Star forward because I do not need them to make original any later because then I will not be able to stay up. <laughs> no, that's that's when you wake up early. Yeah, true, <laughs> that true. is when you take some melatonin and go to bed at five p.m. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that is actually what I'm potentially not not getting up at that time of night. But I'm I'm, ho- I'm probably not going to be able to watch live when uh, season six starts airing. But I'm like, maybe I'll go to bed early and I'll get up at 5 a.m. so that I can watch it and out like the hour before I need to leave to go to work. Um, that's my current. Well, then plan. you can you can at least join at that point. Honestly, like a lot of people watch like the earliest airing, but it airs later in um like California and that direction. Yeah, I'm in Central, and so it's like Central and Eastern. We get it together, and then they get it after we get it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize that they, in the previous episode of the podcast, I spoke to, uh, we we were going to get preview here now, but because it's not been officially announced yet. So for everybody else, it's already been announced. For you, I'm speaking to Sybil's Leaves uh, in episode uh, four. Hey, I just did a podcast for her. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, she, she's on, um, like, I think she's on one of the, or, well, anyway, she was telling me about the fact that there's different airing times. Right. Um. Because I wasn't aware about that. Yeah, so she was Yeah, she was telling me that there's the different airing times. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I didn't realize that they... Sh- and I mean, it makes sense. She explained it to me. Like, obviously, it's like, whatever, 8 p.m. in, like, New York time. But it's only, like, 5 p.m. in, like, L.A. time. And so, therefore, like, people are not at home right, right. yet to be able to watch the episode. It's not prime time for everyone. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, I'm from the UK, where everybody's on the same time zone in our <laughs> tiny little island. So, um, I but so I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I just didn't think about it like that. So, um, so that's that's yeah, that's true. If I got up, yeah, everybody, all the people who are on that time might be like they're on their midnight like Tumblr uh sort of binge, and I'm at f- up at five a.m. like watching the episode. So you are valid. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But yeah, so therefore, I guess uh, one of the questions I was going to ask you in terms of like what you think about the shows was I was going to ask you to pick between original and Lone Star, but I think you've effectively just <laughs> what a question uh, answered that. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to tell me you liked Lone Star. No offense to anybody who does like Lone Star, yeah, better, like I, uh, at all. I'm not going to sit here and like bash Lone Star all day. Like there are some episodes of Lone Star that are honestly like very, very good. And I think they're better than some episodes of OG, I'm being honest. Yeah, Like, there are sure. episodes of OG that I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, please don't talk to me about the first couple episodes of season five. Five one and five three do not exist. I just, I, I can't with the whole Jeffrey thing. I just, I can't. But um, just in general, OG is just, it's a lot better. And a lot of it comes down to the problem Lone Star has with Owen and like, I hate to say that because like, I mean, that's what everybody says, but everybody says it because it's fucking true. Like it's, it's such an issue and it has been an issue for three fucking seasons. And it's, it's so frustrating, but, um, as much as I love Grace and Judd and like, God, I love them. Like it is, I can't even put into words how much I love them. Ah, but OG is just better in my opinion in pretty much every respect. Um, but I mean, that's just me. Obviously, that's subjective, and everybody has their own opinion. But I definitely like OG more, like be, without yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can take this. I'm going to ask you know who your favorite character is, and you can pick. But you can pick from either of the shows. So single favorite character, but you can pick from either of the shows Ooh, who your favorite character that, is. Ooh, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> Make it e- even harder for you by giving you two shows to choose from. <laughs> Well, then I'm going to pick two because, (laughs) okay, Grace is my favorite character. She's my favorite. She's a Lone Star character, but she's my favorite character. And that's why she's my icon on Tumblr. Yeah. But Eddie is my favorite OG character. And that's why he's my header on Tumblr. And (laughs) they stay my icon and my header because they're my faves. But I'm just, I'm so attached to Grace as a character. Um, I really like everything that they've done with her. So it's really hard for me to say like, I'm so much more invested in OG that it's hard for me to be like, Grace is my favorite in the 911 verse, mm-hmm. but it's just, I just, I love her so much, but just if I'm talking about characters that I probably spend more time on, um, it's going to be Eddie, mm-hmm. especially because like, he's part of like the ship I'm so hyper fixated on right now. Yeah. So of course, um, I'm talking a lot more about him with people and everything. And, and that honestly is also just because buddy is such a, it's such a big ship, you know? And like, as much as everyone who watches Lone Star, like likes Grace and Judd, like most people aren't really sitting down and talking about them extensively and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Like I have a few like in-depth posts about them or whatever, but I'm honestly, I'm probably one of like maybe half a dozen people (laughs) who are just, like really going into meta level detail on what is happening with them, you know? Yeah. And th- I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but just because of that fact, 
I spend so much more time talking about and reading about Eddie than I do about Grace. And as much as I love Grace, I'm not as interested in reading fics about Grace and Judd as I am about Buddy. And one of one reason, of course, is there there aren't that many fics about Grace yeah. and Judd. They're they're like a background couple most of the time. Um but oh my god, this is such a hard question. <laughs> uh, I like the hard questions. I like <laughs> I'd like to be I'm mean gonna say, to the people. I, I'm just gonna keep it separate. I'm gonna say Grace for Lone Star and Eddie for OG, and you can take that however you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I will not force you to choose between the two of them because that seems too taking it too far in the meanness. You also, as I say, have had a harder question than everybody else so far because everybody else has just been asked about OG, so they haven't had to choose from an extra pool of characters <laughs> getting roped in. But then I guess so far, we'll take it back to just OG for my next question, which, um, as you'll have heard me ask other folks before, is favourite episode and favourite scene. Doesn't have to be, the scene doesn't have to be from your favourite episode. So you get, you can have a totally different scene if you like, but favourite episode and favourite scene. Those are actually, those are easier questions. Um, okay. And my favorite episode and my favorite scene are very much, they're very different. Um, my favorite episode, and this is, it's, it's because it's a very personal episode to me, is Boston. Because just everything that we see with Maddie in Boston, her struggle with, depression the way she actually reached the point of wanting to commit suicide of thinking that was her only option um we when you see her getting even when she's getting help she's just she's not there Mm -hmm. like they focus on her and it's just this kind of vacancy and i i have bipolar disorder i have bipolar one so I go through periods of severe depression. So it's something that I really resonated with and hit me really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And we got towards the end of that episode when she's on the bench and she, she kind of has that monologue where she's talking to chimney. I broke down. Like I legitimately like cracked. I, I cannot remember the last time. I think actually, I think the last time a piece of media affected me that much was when I went to see, this is going to sound really off the wall, but I went to see War Horse in theaters and um, I came out of War Horse and I was just crying. And part of that was me being on my period and just being an emotional mess. But um, I came out of that theater crying. But this episode, like, I cry. I could not think. Um I didn't even stick around to engage with the fandom after that. Like mm. some people, if anybody's listening to this, that like follows me on Tumblr, they literally might remember Like I literally posted and was like, I can't do this tonight. Um, I know we normally like hang around and talk or whatever, but I, I have to get off. And like I did. And like, I was literally like inconsolable for like half an hour. And it really came down to it. Just, it was so personal to me and because I've been there and I've felt that kind of like that emptiness and I I've reached the point where suicide seemed like not just an option but it was just like of course that's what's gonna happen like it, it wasn't a 
should I do it? It was just like, of course, that's what I'm going to do. Like that is what is that, that is the end point for me. And it's, it's such a spiral and just the personal connection I have to Boston is what makes that my favorite episode. Yeah. And I'm honestly not sure if I could ever sit and watch it again because it just, yeah. oh my God, it just, it emotionally destroyed me at a level I was not expecting. And like, I already knew it was going to be a lot, but I just, I didn't know it was going to hit the way that it did. Um, but if you, I feel like if I sat down and turned it on right now, I would end up in the exact same place mm-hmm. and I would just be this crying emotional disaster afterwards um it just well i have some issues with how maddie's ppd arc was handled in general that episode in particular and how it showcased depression and what it does to a person Mm -hmm. that just meant so much to me at such a deep and core level um that for me i'm not sure any episode will ever be able to top that just because i don't think i'm ever going to have that same sort of personal hit by it um so that definitely puts boston as the top episode for me personally yeah no well i can thank you very much for sharing that and i can see as you mean like if it's a super personal connection you feel to an episode as you say it'll be hard for anything to go above that and i feel like boston is such a it's such a standout episode and I remember before it started being really like nervous for it because I knew it was going to be a super emotional one and we were obviously we knew we were going to be dealing with effectively we're going to be laser focused in on Chimney and Maddie and obviously we've seen the begins episodes before which are different from a regular episode I feel like also the earlier begins episodes are much more different kind of as well from the later ones oh yeah um but I thought that Boston episode is such a it really stands out for me as a very different episode than what the show has done before and it was just so it they handled it so well and i think it it's very different in a good way in terms of it really stands out for me as something that they they really crafted um and and took the time to give maddie that space to sort of show what had happened to her character and i can see i yeah i don't know that they'll ever do something like that again And I remember when I watched that episode, I I think I just wasn't expecting it because even though obviously we knew Maddie had gone away um, and had said she was going to get help, I don't think I, I think I was still really surprised. Um, I knew that there was a chance that that was a front and that she had actually gone off uh, and she and things weren't going well for her. But I was still really surprised when they went there with that episode and I thought it was a incredibly powerful shot that they had of her going into the water and then it's always you know heartbreaking but you know almost a a little bit sort of uplifting in a way where she has that line about how she got out of the water for Jiyun and she got out of the water for Chim and for herself in a way (laughs) like I like literally even just thinking about it like it gets me like emotional right now and yeah. that makes me feel kind of crazy. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's like, a why very emotional episode. But um, that that broke me. Like that was just 
that was the end point for me. Like I I was done because it was mm-hmm. like I I had been there and it's it's so hard to come out of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people really don't understand it at all. And there's definitely a lot more that could be showcased about depression and showing what it does to a person. But yeah, this episode just, it did so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Do you want us to take a break? Yeah, give me, <laughs> give me a sec. I, I know I'm like a mess. No, no, let me pause. It's no problem. Yeah, so we're just we're just coming back after we think we think we've resumed recording. We hope we've resumed recording <laughs> as we just paused for a moment after that um talking about the Boston episode and also so that uh, Jess could find her chapstick or a different chapstick because her cat has stolen the original one. It's gone. I I don't I just <laughs> I gave up looking for it. <laughs> You'll have to go and find it later and see if they've like squirreled it away somewhere. Oh, I'm sure they have. I find them all over my house all the time. And then I always end up buying new chapstick and it just adds to the tubes. You just. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably your cat's plan. They're like, they're like, if we steal chapsticks, she'll buy more for us and then we'll have more to steal from her. They're little demons. And it's like, and (laughs) the worst part is that I'll finish a tube of chapstick and I'll be like, here, have this chapstick tube. It'll give you something to play with and maybe you'll stop coming to steal mine. But no, it just means that when I'm trying to find the chapstick tubes they stole, I'm half the time picking up a tube that's empty that I had given them to play with. And the underneath my couch becomes like a chapstick graveyard. So like every month or so, I'm like sticking on my hand under there, pulling out like six tubes of chapstick. But um, anyway. That's so funny. I've never tried uh, my parents' cats with a tube of chapstick i'll have to do that i'll have to be like i'll go to them and be like would you like this gift and uh the the girl cat she'll just like give me a look because she thinks humans are like the weirdest things ever and she's just <laughs> like what um so but i'll try i'll try that out and see what what result we get my cats just like to steal stuff from me whether it's chapstick or rubber bands or anything i happen to have next to me that is easily swattable they're just gonna swat it and i may or may not see it again <laughs> Oh yeah, the the my parents' boy cat. He like eats uh like hair ties and like elasticated stuff. So oh, I have God, to keep yeah. my when I visit, I've got to keep my hairbrush like hidden because I keep the hair ties like on the end of the hairbrush, and so I have to hide the hairbrush because he might come and chew them the hair elastics off. And he also likes to chew cables, so he absolutely will always chew my like phone charging cable and things like that. So especially if you're in bed and he comes in the room and he wants you to get up, then. He will chew that cable as a means of making you get out of bed to stop him from chewing the cable. Yeah. Like, my cats just think they own everything in my house. Like, you see this mic, this mic set up here that I have? Yeah. These, like, like these points and stuff right here. Like, this will just be, like, sitting in my room. And they're like, this is obviously meant for me to scratch my face. I'm like, yeah, that's why I bought this condenser microphone for hundreds of dollars. So you could scratch your face on it. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Well, I, 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 we gotta love them though. I think so. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you said your favorite scene is from a different episode. So if you wouldn't mind, you could give us a give us a pick your favorite scene from the show. Oh, I think I'm much more ordinary with that one. <laughs> that that's when the body fan in me really comes out because my favorite scene is 
like very clearly the will scene Mm -hmm. at the end of season four. Like that was the turning point for me and what I thought about the ship and where it was going in canon. Um, And just the scene itself was just so much for me. And like part of that, of course, is because I am a buddy shipper. Like, mm-hmm. I think people who, like, don't ship Buddy, that scene probably meant a lot less to a them lot less. <laughs> than the rest of us who were like, oh my gosh, this is it. Ah. But um, I'm sure people who don't ship it were like, okay, maybe you should <laughs> chill out just a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> True. This is the thing, actually. I've never thought about it like that. Like, I'll be interested to see when my parents get to it, like, what they make of it. But, like, I've mentioned before, I think my mum probably already suspects that I ship. <laughs> she doesn't know that word, but she she probably already thinks that like, oh, these boys are quite good friends. This is probably, like, Rachel probably thinks like, she's like, probably like, she probably thinks that these are the guys that are together. Because um, she, she knows what I've, she vaguely knows what I've been like with other fandoms. And so she's probably like, mm, I think that you might be into these ones here. So <laughs> just a little bit. I'm just a little suspicious. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you're right. From a, from an outsider's point of view, that's a must be a weird, <laughs> I a know. weird scene. It really is. Like, but then I wonder also, like, if you're just a casual viewer and you didn't uh, like fully appreciate, it, you would be like, you might not pick up on the fact that like Eddie does have other family. Like, <laughs> he's got his mom, he's got his dad, he's got his sister. Right. He has like, even if he's got issues with that side of the family, like that part of the family, he's also got like an aunt and a, his abuela, right. like, things like that. <laughs> like, I don't think a lot of casual viewers spend so much time talking about the implications of that yeah. scene. And it's like, I work with a lot of like older people. Um, I work in a library. So it's, there, there are a lot of older people that I work with and they all watch shows every day of the week and then they come in the next day and they chit chat about them and it was like that scene mattered to them but not like it matters to us (laughs) (laughs) they're just like oh they're so close i do have like one co-worker who was like i wish they would just get married already and i'm like you get it but (laughs) you definitely get it (laughs) but everybody else like they just kind of like it was just another scene in the show for them yeah whereas for me i was like this is it this is everything for them it's just another scene and for you it's your favorite scene (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) no well thank you very much for answering those hard questions and for answering the favorite character question on like extra hard difficulties (laughs) since we added in all the lone star characters for you it's so brutal if Grace didn't exist, it would be less brutal, but she exists, and so it's so hard. It's Grace's fault, then. It you is. have to blame it's, it's it all fault. on Grace. Anyone who doesn't like Grace has to come fight me. Like, that's the new rule. Like, we have to fist fight. I, I don't make the rules. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, so that was my questions about the show. As I say, we'll come back to talking about the show towards the end, because I'll ask you a little bit about uh, season six. But before that, main thing i want to talk to you about would you believe the main thing i want to talk to you about is occurring an hour into this recording (laughs) but (laughs) the main thing i want to talk to you about was your podvic so i think that the first thing i wanted to ask you was how you got into both listening to but then specifically also making podvic because i think it is a much more 
niche um, sort of fan work to produce. Um, and it's something that I have recently become really interested in. So this is as much a you tell me for me as it is for the listeners, but also uh, I think it'll be an interesting thing for any any folks who are interested in getting into Podfic or even just folks who don't really know about it. Uh, this could be a good way to uh, spread the word about it. Right. Um, I actually got into Podfix years before I ever even thought about making one. Mm-hmm. And I actually, like the first time I can vividly remember like Podfix being like of any real importance to me is, and I, I know exactly when it was because it was 2011. Um, I was in college. It was like around November sometime. And the thing was, it's like, I caught the flu and it, it, oh my God, it knocked me fucking sideways. And, um, like I, I was living, like my brother and I had a house at that point that we were kind of living as roommates in together, but like, I felt so bad. I ended up going to like my dad and my stepmom's house and staying there the entire time I was sick because like basic things like finding something to eat and getting out of bed and just it was just, it was too much. And mm-hmm. so like my stepmom was just helping me like get fluids and stuff like that. But I remember because I was in the guest room and like, it was dark in there and I felt so bad, but like, I couldn't, I couldn't focus. Um, like I couldn't have like something up and I'm just reading and having to like pay attention to what's going on. Um, but, and I knew that Podfix existed and I was like, Oh, well, what I'll do is I'll go download a few Podfix from fandoms that I enjoy and just play them. And then I can just lay here in the dark and not think and just listen to fix. And that's what I did. And I think at the time I downloaded a bunch of like Star Trek Podfix. <laughs> um, so I was listening to a lot of Star Trek Podfix at that time. Uh, I downloaded some of those, some Merlin Podfix, just, some different things um because i wasn't like hyper fixated on a fandom so it was just like mm-hmm. pod fix from various fandoms that i enjoyed and they really helped me just get through that because i didn't have to think i didn't have to do anything and there was no light on my i could keep my eyes closed and i could just i could lay there and relax and just get lost in the story and it really just helped me with that it helped me get through that and um I listened to Podfix after that, but it was kind of like, it was sporadic. It would be like, oh, well, I have to do this really tedious thing at work and it's going to take me like hours. And so I would put a Podfix on while I was doing it. It was just like, to me, it was just, it was no, it was no different than listening to like an audiobook um, mm-hmm. while I was trying to get something done, you know, or like I'm taking like a trip. It's going to take me 10 hours to drive to wherever I need to go, which I don't know how crazy that is to you in the UK, but very, like, ro- very crazy, <laughs> very, very ro- crazy. <laughs> road trips like that are not crazy here. <laughs> um, be like long distance driving. So that would help me get through stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't until 2016 that I actually got into doing them myself. And that was because I became hyper fixated on a fandom. And mm-hmm. so it was that specific fandom I wanted the content for because I wasn't even thinking about other fandoms. It was, it was that one and that one didn't have any pot fix. So I was like, ah. fuck. So it very much became a, well, I'll just 
do it myself kind of thing. <laughs> um, which is the entire reason that I started. And like the actual like narration and stuff like that, like that wasn't like a super big deal to me. Like part of my job is like doing story times and stuff for kids. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't even think about any of that. I, that didn't bother me at all, but I know some people are really nervous. Um, like just the idea of doing this is, is a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple a couple of the people who did clips for me for the pod fake that is probably going to go up later tonight. The TikTok pod fake. Yeah. Is that thunder? What is that? Um, <laughs> is that thunder or is that your cat's <laughs> doing something else? Like, is that thunder or something? Or, um, which is probably going up later tonight, but, and will be old news by the time this podcast goes up. Go, go, everybody go listen to that pod fake if you <laughs> it, have not listened to it It might be terrible. Already. Don't listen to her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it but. won't be terrible. It'll be great. I'm very excited. But the whole thing with that is a couple of the people who did do clips for me, they were really nervous about it. They were really mm-hmm. anxious and it was just, it would be like one line, you know, but it was, it was really hard for them. Um, and I guess I can kind of understand that. Like the idea that like you're, you're putting your voice out there. Like it feels like a performance, I guess. But I think the thing with me is like when I'm reading Podfix, like I'm really not even thinking about the performance aspect of it at all. Um mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I really want this potfic. <laughs> so, and if no one else is going to give it to me, then I'm going to give it to myself. And this is what I have to do to do it. And I know when I was recording, I did the ride or die potfix and my emergence, the author of the fix that I recorded um, for that pairing, she, she sent me a DM and she's like, I feel like such a kid. I'm like laughing because you use the word erection. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like it's just a word and a thing. Like I've read way worse body fix. Like you have no idea. Um, but it, it's just it's nothing to me. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just I'm into the fic when I'm recording, and I'm recording the fic because I really like the fic. So it just it is yeah. what it is. Like anyone who's listening to my pod fic does not even factor in when I'm working on a pod fic. You do not exist to me. Not because not like a bad way, but just like it's just yeah. me. Like. Yeah. It's just me doing it. Like, I don't even care. Like, (laughs) yeah, you're just making it for yourself. So you're not worrying about like the audience so much at all. Exactly. Like, I don't even think about it. And honestly, like, I never know how well a podfic is going to perform anyway. And that's a whole other thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Feedback and stuff when it comes to podfics is a whole, oh, it's a whole thing. But I I really do make podfics for myself. And mm-hmm. when I'm doing it, it's just me alone in my room. Like, I'm not thinking about who is hearing me. And I'm not worried about the future and who might be downloading it and hearing me later. I'm just really into what I've got going on right in front of my face. And when yeah. I'm doing it, I'm really into the fic. Like, I'm not even yeah. thinking. I'm just, I'm reading the fic. Like, I'm experiencing the fic as I read it. And I'll get sidetracked sometimes because I'll start tripping over words and then I'll get really frustrated. And I'm like, fuck, I can't say this sentence. I've tried to say it like 12 times and it's not coming out. But in general, when I'm recording a pod fic, it's just like if I'm sitting and reading the fic, except Mm -hmm. I'm reading it out loud. And like what you hear is just what I hear in my head. Like I don't, I know a lot of people like do takes and stuff like that or like rehearse pod fix before they do it i don't like what you hear that is my that is my first recording that is me reading it out loud 
um, for the first time. Um, because all I do is read what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. And so whatever I hear in my head is what comes out of my mouth. So I don't know how much sense that makes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting to know though, because so do you listen back to like, would you go and pick one of your pod fix and listen to it? Um, like, would you put it on if you were doing something monotonous that you wanted some background noise I do. for? That, that's yeah. why I make them. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. <laughs> because I want them. And I'm like, I want these fix. And like, when I first came into the 911 fandom, I think there were like one, I think there was one, maybe two people who had done pod fix for the fandom. I might, yeah. I might be off. There weren't many. Um, there can't have been many because I think I double checked... Now, where did I put it on my notes, guys? Apologies. Because I put I checked earlier to see. Um, yeah, so 911 only has 80 works with the podfic tag. Now, obviously, tagging is questionable. Yeah, yeah. But as far as I'm aware, about 80 works in the 911 fandom. Um, and 52 of those are yours. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking to the 911 podfic queen is what we're talking to today so you you have definitely got by far the most and you've as we said done some really super long ones as well which should almost count as like 12 pod fix in and of <laughs> themselves i have done some short ones and i have done some very long ones and um and i do them because i want to listen to them yeah. that is why i do them and like i remember when i was first looking for them i was like why are there no fucking perfect so this fandom there's like six what is this and i was like okay well i'm just i'm gonna have to make them and i hadn't really done podfix in quite a while um mm-hmm. i would sporadically come back and do a couple for the fandom that i got back i got into back in like 2016 but i had kind of got i'd gotten away from that fandom and i know some people are like really podfic focused and they podfic for like multiple fandoms and stuff like that but i'm much more fandom focused so it's like I'm podficking because I care about what I'm podficking. Yeah. I care about that specific content more than I care about the fact that I'm a podficker. It's that I want this fucking content. This is yeah. I want this story and I want to be able to <laughs> play it in my car. Um so I did a couple of podfics and then I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, God, I really want leading with the left, but that's like 80k. And she was like, do it. She was like the dark Kermit meme, just like looking at me like <laughs> I do it. And do I was it. Like, I was like, fine. I was like, fuck it. I'll do it. Why not? So then I did it and that blew up and it just, it threw me. I was furry pot fig that blew up. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. sh- I should specify that. Um, the amount of attention that got was astonishing to me because feedback for pod fix is it's a ama- it's, it's a, it's a big issue. It's a big yeah. issue in the podficking community. It's a big issue in fandom in general. Um, and and like, I don't want this to be like a whole thing where it's like, go leave more feedback for creators, blah, blah, blah. I feel like we get a lot of that from every sort of creator in existence, basically. But when it comes down to fandom itself, I don't think there is a medium in fandom that gets less feedback than podfix. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is one. And it's not even like a malicious sort of thing. Like part of it is a, they're, they're just in general, not as popular as written fix, but, and stuff like that. Uh, but B, 
a lot of people like download podfix and stuff to listen to on their own time. And then they just, they don't really go back. And a lot of people don't think about the work that goes into them to them. It's just like, you read this fic and you put it up and that was it. Mm -hmm. And they just, they have no idea the process that goes into that. Like I have one pod fic that I think is only like 14 minutes long. It took me an entire day to do that. Like I, I spent like a good nine, 10 hours on it because I was pulling like audio from the show and separating the audio from the background music and everything else and trying to factor that in there and make it work. And I'm still not entirely sure it worked. I was going to scrap the project. Um, but the author of the fic was like, put, put it up. And I was like, <laughs> fine. So I put it up. Um, but like, I was, I was going to get rid of it and I had spent hours and hours and hours on it. And then to me, I was like, I don't feel like it works. I was like, I, I had this idea for it, but I didn't feel like it worked. And then Finally, I put it up and it's just like, here's this 14 and a half minute audio file. <laughs> like, so to the general public, I spent what, half an hour on that, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like, and I understand that. And it's also like the ease of it. Um, because part of it, like when you're reading, like you read and you get to the bottom and you have something to say about it, um, about the fic. And I think it's a lot easier to leave a comment about content um, creative content, then okay, that doesn't make sense because podfics are also creative content. But I know, I think I know what you mean though. Right. Um, it's like when you're leaving a comment on a podfic, you're not talking about the fic itself. Yeah, exactly. Unless, of course, the podficker also wrote the fic, then of course, like you might. Yeah. But you're, you, you're wanting to leave a comment like about the podfic or something they did in it. And I think that's a lot harder to come up with. Yeah. Um, though I wish more people would just be like at least like say thank you to people yeah. who make comments i think that would mean a lot to a lot of people because i don't think people realize not from just just in general i think part of the reason pod faking remains so niche is because people who get into it get very discouraged very quickly because they put so much into it and like Outside validation is great, but I really do podfic for me. So at the end of the day, like outside validation is not going to make or break me. But a lot of people really put a lot of work into stuff like this. And while it, yeah, it might be something they really loved and they really wanted, like getting no external validation is just, it hits them a yeah. lot harder than like maybe it hits me and some other people who are more just going with the flow, I guess. Um, some more, some people need that validation more than others. It's just what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's such an issue in pod picking circles that they don't stick around because they feel like I got no appreciation for this at all. Yeah. And it's like, and I get that because like you mentioned earlier and I said, do not, <laughs> don't perceive my fix. Um, I do have like a couple of fix up and they're just like these really short things that I did and they got way, way more feedback than any pod fic I've done and required way, way less effort than any pod fic I've done. And that's not to say writing doesn't require effort. That's just to say I've put a lot more work into pod fix and gotten nothing for it 
yeah than I've put into some of these like those little one shots I did and gotten like 500 kudos on one of them or whatever you know like if you get like 25 kudos on a podfic you're doing great <laughs> you're like oh man I man I made it um but written fic it just and part of that is a being much more popular but part of that is just people just don't give you the feedback and I think artists also sort of suffer from that on AO3 anyway I think they're s- still likely to get a lot of kudos but I don't think they get they don't get the comments that a lot of writers will get but I think artists do a lot better on places like Tumblr and stuff yeah because it's sure, like you yeah. you you consume the art and then you reblog and you put your comments in the tags about how much you like it and so you get a lot of the interaction that way whereas for pod figures, you're not really getting a lot of that interaction anywhere yeah and um like I, I really don't want this to be like a whole complaint fest. I'm just trying to explain that in general, Podfit gets way less feedback than pretty much any other medium in the fandom. It's just, it is what it is. And I always, yeah. I always tell people who want to get into podficking, I was like, please, please don't do this for clout. And mm-hmm. please don't like take requests. I was like, do podfics that you really want. Because if you start podficking for other people, like, you're going to burn out and you're not going to want to keep doing this. And you're just, you're going to, you're going to be done with it. And that's why we don't have as, that's one of the reasons we don't have as many pod figures. Yeah. Cause there's just not a lot of incentive to keep doing it unless you're enjoying the work, you know, like I make the pod fix and then <laughs> I go listen to the pod fix. So yeah, like I'm making the pod fix so I can go listen to them. Um, I'm not making the pod fix because I really need comments. I'm making it because I want to put it on in my car or I want to listen to it when I'm in bed at night or when I'm doing chores or when I'm bored at work, you know? <laughs> um, so it's very much for me to consume. Yeah. It's why I'm doing it. But a lot of people are making it just because they really enjoy it and they want to make it. And like, that's great, but it can be really hard for those people to last. Yeah. I think this thing I, I kind of, when I decided to do it was because, um, of the like the podfic fest that uh I'll put a link to that in the show notes so that anybody that's uh interested can have a look at that. But that's for doing some podficking of fix and I think that's for release in October, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and um I was like when that when that post went up on Tumblr announcing that that podfic fest for 911, I was like, oh, because I'd been interested uh in podfic because the fandom that I was in I'm in but before 911 took over my life um I'd written That's some how it of is my for own... all of us yeah exactly I'd written some of my own fan fiction for that fandom and then I had recorded myself just on my phone in my like notes my like voice notes app um I'd recorded myself reading them because I thought well what I want is something that I can fall asleep to at night and I've yes. totally like completely and utterly made myself immune to my own voice because I know some people can't listen to their own voice yeah but I use voice notes as a way of like reminding myself of things and like talking through fic ideas or other writing ideas or just anything and so because I've played myself so many of those notes before I've completely made myself immune to my own voice which is great for the podcast because now I don't mind listening to myself um and so I knew that I was like I would quite like to record some of my own stuff I did that and then I was like oh well I could record some other fic and so that's kind of what I did I was like well maybe I'll just like 
I'll check if like some of my favorite fic, if the authors have got like blanket permission for podfic or if I can get in touch with them, if they'd let me do it. Um, and I, and also I thought like the podfic fest was a good, was a good incentive to sign up. Um, and so I kind of did it because I thought, well, yeah, I'd like to give it a go, but I kind of found the idea of recording it because originally I had recorded my own stuff so that I could listen to it back myself. And I think that is definitely, I don't, yeah, I think, I I definitely think that's a good way of doing it is if you do it for something that you want to hear, then at least, as you say, even if you get one kudos and no comments, then at least you've got, you can listen to it. And that was the reason that you did it in the first place. Yeah, you're getting enjoyment out of it. You're getting something from it. And um, I think if you're not, podpicking is just, it's not going to be for you at the end of the day. Because if you're not doing it for you, it becomes a clout game. And this isn't, this is not the medium for that. It's just not. Yeah. Um. So I was going to ask you as well, in terms of how you got started, like, did you have um like a mic? Obviously you've now got, because I can see you, if you can see your fancy mic. <laughs> and, but did you have like a microphone and things when you got started? Or what were you using equipment wise when you first got into podficking oh god i i didn't even think about it when i first got into it at all like i think i I was using the like the microphone in my laptop yeah um like some of my oldest pod fix please do not go listen to them anyone who's don't do it they're (laughs) so i think it's (laughs) they're so rough (laughs) if you want but that's the thing if you want to get into it i feel like actually you're more critical of your own audio than like another person will be. And I've noticed that. Oh, that's, this. that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like with editing for this, I've noticed that like, I'm like head, like proper wired headphones on listening to the podcast audio, like muting, breathing and stuff like that. <laughs> and then I'm like, I, I am like half the people are going to listen to this through like crackly Bluetooth headphones on their phone. And so I sometimes do that and put it on later and I'm like, I basically can't even hear half the stuff I spent hours trying to yep. remove from the background noise. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty much how it always goes. Yeah. So it's just interesting to know, like for a beginner, as you say, like you, what you can actually get away with using. So you're saying you use your microphone in your laptop, you think, to start with. Oh, oh I know I did. Like I, that was what I used um because i didn't even think about getting another mic it did not occur to me it did not matter um yeah i was just like oh, i really want these pod fix blah 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 i don't care um so i recorded them and i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> i had i had not a clue um mm-hmm. i went in totally blind um i've obviously learned a lot since then uh especially because i i did some narration work that wasn't fandom based. Like I did some professional narration work. Um, so I learned a lot doing that. Yeah. And that came into play later when I came, when I started doing podfix for nine one one. Yeah. And it was actually, it was a, it was a big deal for me when I started doing podfix again for nine one one, because I was like, no, I was like, I am not going to be super obsessive about, how this comes out. This is a fandom thing. I'm just going to have fun with it. I'm just going to do this, this, and this, and it's going to be okay. And, um, I had like a headset, which is behind my computer right now. Um, it's like a USB headset that I used for a lot of my early podfix in this fandom. And I have, I have since gone back and done edits on some of those podfix because 
stuff that I tolerated at the time because I was like, oh, I'm not going to be obsessive about this. The more you listen, the more editing work that you do, the more that you hear and the more it bothers you listening mm-hmm. to other stuff later. So it's like the more podfix I've done in the fandom and the more like focused I get into what I'm hearing in the audio, the less I can get away with for myself. So <laughs> I, I listen, I listen to the um, dream of some epiphany. I recently edited, edited that one. And that was one of the per- okay. first podfix I did for the fandom. And it was, it was so clicky. And I knew that at the time, but I was like, fuck it. I was like, don't even stress about it, whatever. But I'm just, I'm at the point where I listen to so much audio, just one to edit it because I spent a lot of time editing audio and two, because I listen to a lot of podfix and stuff like that, that I can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> Whereas when I had first started doing podfix again, um, it was less of a thing because I had, I was spending less time on it. I wasn't mm-hmm. so hyper-focused. And the thing is, it's like, I know, just like you do, a lot of that stuff, other people can't even hear it. They, yeah. it, it doesn't <laughs> register to them at all. And I'm, I'll be like obsessing over like four seconds of audio for like yeah. half an hour, <laughs> like a lunatic. But um, I'm a lot less tolerant now just because I hear everything and it bothers me. So I have yeah. to take it out. Whereas before, when I first got back, I was like, this is going to be a casual thing and I'm not going to stress. <laughs> and that lasted a little while. And then, of course, the more I did it and the more I was hearing, the, the less I could yeah. tolerate certain things. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of a lot of my audio is much more heavily edited now, for sure. But that's another thing. Like, you don't have to start off that way. Like, as somebody, as I say, who I've only literally just started it, I bought, uh, I bought an external mic basically just because... Um, I was like, oh, I'll get a microphone. I, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm the sort of person who immediately like throws themselves headfirst into throws themselves headfirst into a hobby. Like immediately, like I'll be like, am I, am I gonna do this? And then when I decide to do, when I decide to do it, then like I'm all in. So I bought like a sort of reasonably like a reasonably inexpensive external microphone, um, and then I just use the free audacity editing software so i'll put some links to some stuff in the show notes for folks who might be interested including a couple of helpful tutorials that i've used in terms of editing right uh, pod fix specifically um just because like when i was first like when i first uh started i was just kind of going off of a couple of guides that i found online some stuff that you suggested to me as well (laughs) (laughs) and it is there's like as you say there's not that many pod fickers but i've certainly found it to be a very very friendly and helpful uh, community uh and there are discords that you can join and things like that mm-hmm. um there's like a general uh podvicker discord as well which i'll see if i can uh link to that in some way as well yeah i think i i joined that at one point and i think i left <laughs> yeah I, I i don't i'm a kind of lurker on discord so i mostly ignore it but there was uh, somebody asked a question like the other day about like uh what order people do their editing in. i found that interesting somebody linked mm-hmm. to a uh been a, like a beginner's audacity like tips and that was i actually found that helpful because as i say i still don't know what on earth i'm doing i get that i, I was there i get you <laughs> so um yeah so i'll put some links down below but it's just yeah it's in- interesting to see like the progression like you don't have to throw yourself all in at once you can oh, no, use you absolutely your don't mic. the phone mic i think is pretty good as well because that's when i was first recording my like my own fic for myself i just recorded it on my 
phone in the notes app uh, and then I play it back to myself out loud on my phone when I'm trying to go to sleep and I can't sleep because my own voice will put me to sleep in 10 minutes so yeah and like I think most people like don't even think about that because I'll sit here with my headphones and go in and do all these micro edits yeah. and then I'll listen to the same pod fake on my phone <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, just, exactly. I'll just have my phone sitting on my kitchen <laughs> counter <laughs> It's like you have it in like your editor and like those proper, the massive sound files. And then I export it as like an MP3 and watch the file size like decrease. And I'm like, oh, why was I worried about this? God. (laughs) And I'll export it as like high quality, like MP3, which is why people who go and they download my podfix in particular, the file size is fairly large compared compared Especially to some other people. Especially if it's one of your long ones. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think one of them is like 1.5 gigabytes or something. Wow, yeah. Um, it's pretty massive, which I've started uploading them to be like streamed as well. So it's been mm-hmm. less of an issue, but it, it can get fairly large. And it's like, I could export it as less quality but i'm just like why would i do that (laughs) yeah when you've spent all that time editing it to get it to be like at least give it something here yeah so i wanted to ask in terms of picking fix so if you're if you're pod picking like kind of for yourself are the fix that you pick like your favorite ones the ones that you want to be able to listen to over and over again um or experience in a different medium yeah which is why i know we were talking before this um interview even started and you were saying that you were probably going to ask about like recommendations and I'm like I feel like if <laughs> I feel like I would just be recommending my uh my podfix <laughs> library that's cool <laughs> um because most of my podfix are just fix that I really loved yeah um yeah. there are a couple podfix that I've done for other reasons um but most of them are like I really fucking loved this fic. So I wanted a pod fic of it. And so I went and made a pod fic of it. Yeah. And that generally tends to be like my favorite fix. And that's actually, I, I was going to say it, it came back to bite me in a way, but it, it didn't so much come back to bite me as it stopped me from expanding. Because when I first fell into the fandom, I devoured like everything, you know, like you do. <laughs> and, um, I read like all the fix. And so when I started doing pod fix at that time, this was March or something um, last year, March of 2021, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, I had favorites at that point. But the thing was, is that now a lot of the time that I was spending, I had been spending reading. I was spending working on these pod fix. Um, yeah. Whether it would be, working on the cover art or working on recording and stuff like that. So I'm actually a lot less familiar with a lot of newer fix just because I don't keep up with the tags and everything the same way. Mm-hmm. There are some authors that I already know I liked because I fell in love with them back then, you know? So when they put out something new, I'm like, Oh, Oh, I'm going to go read that, you know? Um, but then there are authors that have started publishing since then who, even yes. if they're like really great, like I haven't even experienced most of their fix. Had a love is one of them. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and she's, she's really popular. And like, I knew that like peripherally, 
But like <laughs> I, I had not read her fix. I followed her on Tumblr, okay, not knowing yeah. anything about what she had written. I followed her on Tumblr because I liked her blog. Yeah. But her fix completely, completely just unaware. And my first experience with a fic of hers was because C. Welsh, uh, Manny Stoffies on Tumblr yeah. made a pod fic of, I think it's like, I did, I did, I do, or something like that by How to Love. I think that's the title. And normally I would not even click this to read it because it's exes to lovers and exes to lovers is just not generally my thing. I'm like, oh God, no, it's just not my trope. Um, but it was a pod fic and mm-hmm. it was a pod fic that I didn't have to do myself. So I was like, yeah, let me, <laughs> let me check this out. Um, so I listened to it and I was blown away by it. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And I actually enjoyed a trope that I generally just really mm-hmm. don't enjoy at all. Um, Cause of course, I mean like the pod fic was good, but it was an introduction to the fic and how to love's writing in general. And my only knowledge of how to love's write, writing at all before this, um, I knew tell me about despair existed. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's, I mean, there's a thick book. Like I knew it existed and it's on my like marks to read list. I'm like, eh, everyone talks about this. I should read it. And it just sits over there. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go read it. And then I'm like, Oh God, it's like 150 K of eggs. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't do it. And then I run away and I read like a 5K fluff pick and I put it off for another month and it stays on my marked for later list. But um, basically my point with that is, it's like I only recently started reading any of her fix, even though she's been around for a little while. And I think there are actually a lot of authors like that that I'm just not super aware of. Because like I said, I don't really spend as much time in the tags and stuff anymore. I'm mainly sp- spending, I'm mainly reading fix from authors. I already know. And then like, occasionally there's something I'm like, Oh, that looks cute. And then I read it. Like I did it with that fic by Sybil's leaves recently that I made a pod fic yeah. for. And it has a title. <laughs> it's escaping me. Um, even though I just, I just did this pod fic. <laughs> and I can't remember. <laughs> I think I'm like, I'm trying to remember if, if it was the one that, it wasn't one of the ones we spoke to her about as well. I've got your uh, thing here. My, yeah, it is. It's my heart's a secret. Tell me you'll keep it. Yes, 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 yes. I, 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 re- <laughs> I read that one on a whim. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I love this. And so I pod it. But I don't read that often on a whim anymore. And I'm not really digging through people's AO3s anymore. Because it's like, I'm reading... If I'm in the time I have to read, I'm generally reading something from an author I'm already aware of that might have put out something new. And then a lot of my other time is spent not just working on stuff, but also since I've joined, I've also, you know, I've built a lot of relationships with people and stuff like that. So you spend more time like talking to people and things of that sort. So I'm just, I'm reading less. And because I have less time that I'm devoting to that and it's generally just spent on stuff I'm already I already know that I'm probably gonna like and which is why I say I think that's limited me quite a bit because I haven't branched out as much and so I think there's a lot that I'm missing out on honestly that is probably like really good (laughs) and it just it doesn't even occur to me and um like I read that one fic by I don't why do I not remember the name of anything 
Um, <laughs> I think it's that it's being on the podcast makes people forget like the names of everything. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, all, we'll all come off as forgot our own names, let alone the names of. Right. I'm like, I did a podfic. It had a title. Um, but I did a podfic by of a fic by Hannah Love. And I think it's Oh yes. I think it was Where's it at? Probably Maybe say you'll always keep me. Yeah, I did I did that one. Um yeah. it's one of the few fics of hers I've read just to read. And of course, you did your pod fic yeah. of her Kermit fic, which I would never have clicked. Just because I was just like, okay, Kermit memes. <laughs> Keep scrolling. <laughs> but of course you did a pod fic of it, and I was like, oh, why didn't I click this? And I feel like it's that way for a lot of things. It just doesn't register to me that I'm like, that's probably really good. I'm just like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, I know that person. <laughs> yeah. I think you can you can fall into that trap in any kind of situation though as well, I think, because um like obviously as you say, you you're spending so much time making Podvik, you've got less time to read, so therefore you kind of fall back on um the what the authors that you already know that you like. But I think it's the same it's the same way. I'm I'm sometimes a little bit worried with the with the podcast that I'll spend so much time editing the podcast mm-hmm. that the only people I'll read for are the people I've got coming on as guests right and so i'm trying to really like already make sure like no no like let's just today we're gonna like you know i know i'm gonna be reading for a certain person because they're coming on as a guest but i don't need to start yet i can wait and in the meantime i can read like um a bunch of other stuff and especially because a lot of the folks that i've got coming on as guests like i've already read their stuff so i'll be like rereading um which is something i like to do but i don't do so much rereading because i'm like trying to read new fic so it's nice to go back and reread, but then you're like, when you're rereading something, you're like, but I could also be reading something new <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. so. It's just tricky when it's a big, it's like a big, like not not that I want to say 911's like a massive fandom, because it's obviously not a massive fandom, but I feel like it's got, it's a big-ish fandom. It's got lots of, it's, like, it's I think grown a lot. Is, yeah. And there's a lot, a lot, now there's a lot of fic, so it's difficult to keep, oh, and there's quite a few new authors as well. Um, coming out all the time so I think it is it can be tricky to keep up to date right I just you can't it's just in a way it's impossible to keep up unless you're just a reader yeah yeah I think if you're any sort of creator once you really get into it and you start creating other things that eats into a lot of your time yeah of course and so of course you're spending less time reading I just feel like in particular I guess is that it limits my podficking library also. Yeah. Because I'm podficking fix that I really like. And if I'm only really reading fix from some people, like it's a very limited pool of fix to choose from, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I have a couple of podfix coming up by authors that I haven't podficked for before, but a lot of the podfix on my to do list are authors that I have podficked for before. So it just, it's very dependent, I guess. But it's nice though. Like I think you, you get, uh, You've, as you say, you've done some podfics of like some of the like like leading with the left is one of the big ones. Um, that is, I feel like a big story within within the fandom, um, and it's such a long one. So that's a huge it's a huge work to have undertaken. Um, same with with your uh your other your actual longest one that you've done for nine one one, which is also by let me tell you about your feels as we said before the your fingerprints smeared on my heart. And it's nice to have those those really long fix as podfic. And I think, like, if you weren't doing them, we wouldn't have them. <laughs> if you weren't doing them, you wouldn't have them. But if you weren't doing them, we also wouldn't have them yeah. um, at the moment. And it's good to have those because they are, uh, you know, big fix that 
having them as a podfic version as well makes them more accessible to yeah. to folks. Um, and it's it's really nice to to have that. Because we're speaking about um, time, like in terms of obviously you said when you were recording that podfic that was about fourteen minutes long, it took you like a whole day. <laughs> obviously, that process scales. If you're doing a longer podfic, it's going to take uh the longest do you know how long it took you to actually record edit and get posted that one the longest one that you did um i couldn't tell you exactly but i can kind of describe and it might give you an idea um i know when i posted leading with the left which isn't my longest topic but when i posted leading with the left i said something in the notes says saying i've been working on this for like at least 35 hours i can't look at this anymore and um that's at the low end and that that 35 hours was just from an editing standpoint um it did not include all of the time recording it did not include the cover art it did not include the export exporting and uploading of the files it included that was just me being like i can't listen to this to edit it anymore i'm going crazy (laughs) and um so i of course i uploaded it And the lucky thing for me at the time is when I uploaded Leading with the Left, I was a lot less picky with my editing. So it actually was taking me a little less time to edit than it does now. But when I did the Reincarnation AU, which, like you said, is the longest one. I'm just not going to say the the title because it's so long. Um, (laughs) When I did that one, that, oh my God, that was a massive project. Because you're talking, like, it was almost 13 hours of audio. And, like, I recorded the TikTok fic recently. And it's about 40 minutes long. And just to record that 40 minutes took me a good, like, four hours Mm -hmm. to get that audio. And then you have to edit it. And there are processes that I use like punch and roll and stuff like that. So where it's not like I have like hours of audio that I'm cutting all this stuff out of because I'm kind of editing as I go in that regard, um, which I did not do when I first started pot picking and it was the worst and learning punch and roll was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. But so you have to think about the fact that that took me multiple hours and that's not even an hour long. And this pod fic is over 12 hours long. So even if you say that each hour of audio took maybe three hours to record, that's over 36 hours just for recording the audio. Yeah. And editing takes a lot longer than recording. And I actually did some of it at work because I was getting so frustrated. And to an extent, I can get away with like bringing my laptop and stuff to work and uh yeah. working on stuff there like i can't do it all the time because my people would be like um what the, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing but um to an extent if i have like downtime at work i can work yeah. on other things and as i actually used to do a lot of my reading at work and i still do read at work sometimes when i have downtime but at work it's a lot harder to work on like pod fix stuff but i can work on things like cover art that i can do very easily. I mean, obviously I can't sit and record fix at my desk, you know, but that's not something that requires me like speaking out loud. So yeah, I can do that at my desk and it's not really a big deal, but it still eats up a lot of time. And the thing is, if I weren't able to do some of it at work in that downtime that I have, 
I wouldn't be able to do as much as I do Mm -hmm. because it would be very limited to the free time that I have at home. Um, So it would take me longer. And obviously like, it's not like I can just sit and work on this stuff every day. Like I have stuff (laughs) to do. Like I do have to do actual work at work. (laughs) What a shame if we could all get away with not doing any work at work. I would quite like to not do any work at work. Right. And it's like, I do have, I have things I have to do and things that I have to get done. But for a lot of it, it's like I'm working with the public. So like if there aren't like a lot of people in for a while, like I have less to do. So I'm very on call in that regard. So when I have downtime, I can do, I can sometimes work on fan stuff at work or play on Tumblr or whatever. Like you'll see me playing on (laughs) Tumblr. I'll be like, yeah, I'm at work. Like, yeah. And at any second I could get interrupted and banished. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the way of it. But, um, it is so time consuming. Like I spent days at work where like pretty much any downtime I had, I was working on it. I was working on it almost every night. I don't know if I need more water or what. Water break, water break. I'll have a water break too. (laughs) My throat is like, Jessica, you're talking too much. I'm like, I've talked more than this. (laughs) <laughs> I know you're, you're, you're the one who you're the one person I've spoken to who shouldn't be having trouble with the with the, with the dry right. throat. I'm like, I have done way more. <laughs> this is nothing. But um, <laughs> I spent weeks like hyper focused on this, and it ate up like entire days and entire weekends, and it got posted. I think that's the one that got posted on my birthday, if I'm remembering right. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to export it and I'm going to upload it. But it's so massive mm-hmm. that it became like a problem. Because I was like, fuck, it's going to take hours just for that aspect of it. And I have shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout the day, like I was getting messages on Tumblr from people who were like, where's the potfic? And I'm like, why don't you be patient? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. I was like, it's coming. And like, it was, it, I just had to wait for it. I had to wait for it to export and wait for it to upload. And this shit just takes so much time on top of all of the time I had already put into it. Yeah. And it's just, it's so time consuming. And I finally got it up and I was like, whoo, I'm not going to think about it anymore. <laughs> and then <laughs> it turned out I did have to think about it because I had fucked up in one of the chapters that I had gone back to oh, edit. No. And I was like, oh my God, because unlike fixing a major mistake in like a thick, which might take you 15 fucking seconds, I had to go into this audio file and re-edit it and then re-edit it and then export that file as the individual chapter and tie it back into the zip file and re-upload the zip file as the album. And then I had to bring all of those files together so I could export that as the single MP3 file. And that took hours. And then I had to upload that and getting all of that done to make one correction is horrific. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was so frustrated. I have not been able to listen to this podfic. It's the one podfic I've made that I haven't been able to just enjoy yet because it became such a miserable process to finish it (laughs) because not just for that reason, but because I know you've seen in the AV server, I was complaining about the editor crashing. Oh yeah. The program and, that you use yeah. crashing. And that happened when I was working on one of the chapters for that fic. But when that happened, 
I thought the file had recovered correctly and it Ah. did not. And so I exported it later thinking that everything from earlier was fine and it wasn't. I happened to go back and listen to part of that chapter later and I realized that it was distorted and completely fucked up. And be- But because I had already overwritten everything, I had to re-record things for that chapter oh, and gosh. re-export and start that whole chapter over when I thought I was done with the whole podcast. Yeah. I thought I was finished. And it was pure luck that made me realize that entire chapter was fucked up. It was chapter mm-hmm. five, by the way. Fuck <laughs> chapter five. But uh, <laughs> do not like chapter five. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel chapter five. Right. Like chapter five was such a bitch. And um, so that was that was a whole thing. And it was so brutal. And I was so angry. And I was talking to throughout this entire process of me pick, making this podfic, I was talking to Mads, who is let me tell you, who is let me tell you about my feels, like she's the author. Yeah. And so I was just bitching. <laughs> I was like, you're fucking fic. And then I was, I was like, gonna say bitching at about about their fic. Like <laughs> I was bitching at her about doing a pod fic for her fic. And she had yeah. and she just had to deal with it. I was just like, I don't even care. Everything sucks. This is terrible. <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. I hate everything. And she had to deal with all my whining. And of course, on top of all of the audio woes, I spent up hours upon hours upon hours working on the cover art. Yeah. So that was a whole other ball game. And so you bring all that together. Like I put well over 150 hours into that project. Well over. And you wouldn't think just looking at like the feedback that gets or even like other longer projects get that so much effort was put into it, but it is. And people look at that and they might be like, oh, it's a long podfic, but they still, it still just doesn't register. (laughs) It just doesn't register for anybody. And I'm like, okay. And part of me is very accepting of that. Part of me is like, y'all don't get it. (laughs) You don't know my struggle. (laughs) Well, now at least everybody that's listening now will have heard. So as you say, that's like, it's like, it's, it's not quite, it's uh, what is it? 12 hours and 16 minutes and three seconds. So just over 12 and a quarter hours. Yeah. Of finished podfic which is still wild and then you spent all in more than 150 hours on it which is when you think about that (laughs) you think about that even spending 12 hours and like you know 16 minutes and three seconds on it like would be a lot but spending you know hundreds into the hundreds of hours on it is just it's dedication so that's how long of a process it is what part of the process would you say is your favorite and uh, what part of the process is your least favorite? <laughs> is that even a question? I think every <laughs> pod picker would have the exact same answer to this. They'd be like, recording is the best and editing yep. sucks. <laughs> yeah. that, that is the only correct answer to this question. <laughs> that validates me because I, mean, I feel like I can't be the authority on that answer. That's my answer, but you that can give us the... That should be everyone's answer and- <laughs> Anyone who disagrees with that is wrong. <laughs> but if we add in, so say we add in the cover art, do you enjoy making the cover art? Sometimes. And sometimes it can be really time consuming because I'm like, I have like a really specific goal in mind. And sometimes it becomes like a whole thing because it, I'm, I've gone like full man up on it. And so I've got to like, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time making a man up work. And yeah. then sometimes I get kind of artsy with it. And so it's a little bit easier. Um, yeah. 
But I, I actually, when I first started making podfic for this fandom, I didn't really do cover art, but I was like, I'm going to download these to my phone and I want them to be pretty. And I would just like them to have something. And Mm -hmm. so like the first few like podfics that I did, like I gave them cover art, but it's, it's very basic. Um, it's just, it was mostly like a placeholder. I was like, this is a nice little, this will work. But the more I did, the more I learned, I didn't know how to Photoshop. The more I learned, the more I was, and the more I was able to do, and the the more visions I had that I wanted to do, um, they became more and more complex. Like I know when I got to like falling slowly, which is like a man up. And honestly, I would go and there are things I would fix about that now. But at the time, that was such a major prop like project for me because I had never done anything like that in Photoshop. So I I had to learn how to do all of that. And I mean, it's helpful now because now I know, you know? Yeah. So now I can just apply that to other stuff that I make. But at the time I didn't know, but I was like, man, I, I want them like together on the red carpet. And you've got kind of him as like this celebrity and you've got Eddie as like your bodyguard and stuff like that. When I did that cover, it was easily the hardest cover I had done at that point. And especially if you look at like the earlier covers that I did, they're a lot simpler than that. And then if you start looking at some of the later stuff, it, I've gone, I've started doing all kinds of shit now. I like look at, cause I mean, I, I'm not very good with Photoshop at all, um, but I don't really do much in Photoshop other what? than make GIFs. I was so. like, you make GIFs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a totally different skill, I feel like. I feel like there's so many parts of Photoshop that I just don't even touch. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's, like, so different. And also, like, I'm so still pretty new to GIF making. So, but definitely, like, there's, like, all the things that people do with, like, fo- photo manipulations. I have, like, no idea how to do in Photoshop. And you're, like, some of your covers, I'm, like, I can't even, like, I'm, like, how did you even, like, how did you do this? Like, how is this even feasible sort of thing? So. Well, this time, like, this time last year... It was all new to me. So it's all a learning process. It's all a learning process. It's like you were saying, keeping up like my older pod fix and stuff. Like it's good. It's good to see like the progress that you make. Because the thing is, no one is going to start off knowing everything. And no one is going to be able to be like producing the greatest pod fix ever. Like their first go round. Like it's all a learning curve. Like it just is. We all start from nothing. And we learn as we go and we get better and it's great. And that's just the way of the world. But we all start from nothing. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like fandom is quite a good uh, sort of vessel or like vehicle for learning skills like this. Because like I, as I say, I never didn't know how to use Photoshop at all. Like I'd never, I'm not even sure I'd ever even opened Photoshop. But I certainly didn't have it on my computer um, before I wanted to learn how to make GIFs. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm going to use Photoshop because it seems to be the program most people use. Right. And and similarly, like with this, with audio editing, I hadn't done any audio, audio editing in years. And even back when I did, I did hardly anything. It was more just a, a means of like, okay, well, this is the file and I can uh, export it from here sort of thing. So I feel like I've learned so much uh, in, in a really short space of time as well, because you've got, a reason like you've got a real like fandom motivation yeah. in order to do it like you're not being required to do it for your job or for school or something like that it's like i want to make in my case a gif i, I learned taught myself how to make gifts particularly because i'd seen this one it wasn't even a gif itself it was a photo post 
with a like a Tumblr, like somebody's Tumblr comment about the, I can't even remember exactly the wording of it now, but about being rivals. Uh, but actually it was just that, that, that you were into the other person. Um, and it was for Ted Lasso, which is a fandom I'm not even in, but it came across my dashboard. And uh, I was like, I want to make this gif with Buck and Eddie. <laughs> and that's why I taught myself how to make gifts. You're valid, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like fandom is a good a good motivator in order to to get you to learn something new. So if you're interested in learning how to edit audio and how to make like photo manipulations or any like other type of sort of cover art type things, Podfic uh, and Podfic cover art might be a good way to get into it. Or either or, because I've seen you've made uh, Podfic cover art for other Podfickers as well. I have. Um... I do that, like, I've done that very rarely. I generally do that when there's a podfic that I want to download and it doesn't have cover art and I don't want it to just be the gray box with the music note in my app. (laughs) And I'm like, ooh, let me make something real quick. And then I'm like, oh, look, I made you a cover and it's really for me, but also it's for you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So your podfic is for you (laughs) and your podfic cover art is also for you. I think (laughs) this is definitely, like, the way to go. This is the way to go. They always say, like, write for yourself, make, like, anything for yourself. So I feel like, yeah, make things for yourself and then... Exactly. I'm like, you're allowed to enjoy this too, but really it's for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's really cool. So it's it's the sort of thing where like you could make a podfic, but if you don't have cover art, then like there are ways in which you can request for somebody to make mm-hmm. cover art um, or somebody uh, might make you a cover art <laughs> just because. Um, I suppose you could say that you're open to having somebody make cover art or vice versa. If you like making artwork, um, and you're interested in podfic, but you don't want to record any yourself, then you could go and see which ones don't have cover art and see if the recorder would like t- a cover for their podfic. Yeah, I didn't even ask. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's fine. Because you're like, if you don't want it, I'm just going to use it in my audio. <laughs> yeah, my, uh... that's literally what I did. I was like, so I made this so I would have something and you're totally free to take it if you'd like, but it was yeah. mainly for me. Exactly. And that's a cool way of doing it as well. I think that's fine. It's like the same way with the pod, well, obviously with recording podfic, generally you obviously want to see if you find an author that's open to it, but you could just record it yourself if the author that you want to, it's just then that you keep it for yourself rather than posting it in that case. Right, right, right. Of course, a lot of people have like blanket permission, um, yeah. which is where I started with this one because I think I think the first couple I did were by Stasis Wings, who has blanket permission ex- statements. But I also did some early ones by Insane Julianne, and I'm not sure which ones came first. Um, but I knew, I know I had to ask her. She didn't have a blanket permission statement at the time. I don't know if that's changed, but I know at the time I had to ask her. So I went and talked to her on Tumblr about it. That's a good thing. With 911, almost everybody seems to, like most people that I come across, like when I read a fic of theirs, they'll have their Tumblr linked. So that makes it yeah. obviously super easy to reach out there and ask if it's cool for you to make and post a podfic. Obviously, it's always fine for you to make it because you can just listen to it yourself. Yeah, you don't have to tell anyone you made it. It's for you. you just no, keep exactly. It, just keep it as your little secret. But yeah, you don't <laughs> want to post without permission. Definitely not. Yeah. But in that case, then, as I say, with if, if they've got their Tumblr linked, it's super easy to like ask. So I think you kind of already covered this because you were saying that like 
you uh, were fine with reading the word erection when you were <laughs> recording your podfic and you're fine with it. But I wanted to ask you about that because you, as you just said, you've done some works for Ecstasis Wings. One of the works you've done for that was, for example, there's been other explicit ones, but like her Melt series. Oh, um, yeah. And so I was going to ask you, because when I was choosing like which uh, fix I wanted to try out podficking, I was like, I'm not picking anything above mature because I don't think I could... <laughs> read some I don't think I could read the explicit scenes with a straight face and not like <laughs> dissolve into giggles or like freeze up even though like I've written some pretty explicit fic um but I was just like I don't think I could read it out loud so I just you've kind of already almost already covered that but I guess like you just you're fine with it, it doesn't like make you feel awkward and I don't even think about it I mean I mean let's let's be real one of the first fics I did in the fandom was leading with the left and there's a lot of fucking smut in that <laughs> and um like, yeah, I'm working on Melt right now, and there's fucking smut in that one, too. And I did. I hit the accelerator, and very yes. smut-heavy. I've done a lot of smut-heavy picks. I mean, I've also done other ones, but I've done a lot of smut-heavy yeah. picks. And, like, it, it's just, it's, I don't even think about it. And sometimes I get a little too invested. Like, I've listened to myself, and I'm like, God, Jessica, like, you weren't actually having sex on me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah so I guess you just like was it has it always been like that and you've not you didn't like start off when you were first recording uh explicit fic it felt awkward and you just eventually got used to it like it never felt awkward for me it never did because I think like I said like at the beginning of this interview like when I'm reading it I'm just I'm not even thinking about it reading it I'm just I'm just into it I'm just like yeah Yeah. I'm just doing this and I'm all invested in the fic and um yeah so it just it just comes out because I'm not like, okay, I'm gonna narrate this and I'm gonna do this like this. I'm just like, whatever comes into my brain is what's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and if that means that I'm getting kind of wild with some of these like sex scenes and stuff, then that's what it means. I don't care. <laughs> That's cool. I'll have to give it a go because I've not actually ever tried reading it out loud. I've just gone, mm, I don't think I could do that. But maybe maybe I'd find that I could. I so. think it would be easier than you think. I think um, yeah. I think you would struggle less with it because like you're doing this podcast and you've done podfix before. So yeah. the, just doing audio stuff in general isn't going to put you off. I think people who, like, like I said, I had people who were like really anxious just about like the single lines they sent me for the TikTok fic. Yeah. They could never, they could never. And <laughs> I'm like, I feel, I feel for them. Like, it's okay. Um, we all have things that we're like, oh God, not, not me. But other people are like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and um, I'm also, I'm also very, I'm very extroverted. I'm a very extroverted person. So I just, at the end of the day, I just really just don't give a fuck. And I know like a lot of people care a lot. And a lot of people are not gonna do heavy smut in a pod pick oh <laughs> or some people don't even like to read it and that's fine yeah. i just never had an issue with it and but it, w- it was so hilarious when i was talking to jenny uh my emergence and um she was talking about the word erection and i was like that is <laughs> the least of my concerns <laughs> In these pod picks. That is nothing, ma'am. <laughs> You're like, that's team. <laughs> Very team. Yeah, I think it's true because, like, I, I've heard, um, not specifically within 911 that, that I'm aware of, although I'm sure there are folks, but I've, I've heard, heard of other authors, like, say, they they like to read um, explicit works, but they find it really difficult to, like, write them. And I'm like, mm, 
most of the fic I was writing was leaning pretty explosive. <laughs> I was like, mm. so I was like, why would I have a problem like reading it? But sometimes I reread the stuff that I wrote before and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this line, like I read a line and it was like, I was like, did this come out of my brain? I was like, this is extremely explicit. Was this written by me? Uh, just so sometimes I'm just like, I don't think I could physically read that out loud. So like, I'm like, if I was reading, trying to do a podfic that was similar of a- I, lo- a- I love how you said physically though. You're like, I physically just couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a mental block. My body wouldn't let me. No, I think so. I think I'd be like, mm, no, <laughs> carry on. It would carry the, the line would carry on in my brain, like, and I'd be like, but my mouth would be like, no. <laughs> you just look at it. You're like, I can't say that. <laughs> even though, even though I wrote it in that case for that one, so I was like, no. these are my words, but they can't be spoken. Yeah, because <laughs> I think when I was recording all my, when I was recording my own stuff for me to listen to, I didn't record any of the explicit ones. I only recorded the like <laughs> kind of fluffy ones. But then to be fair, I was recording them to be like a bedtime story for me. So it didn't really feel like the appropriate tone. Or like, I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I'm just going to read this extremely explicit fic to myself. God, you're saying that. And I pl- I listened to Leading with the Left so much to sleep because I mean for a while that was like my longest one out the one you had right yeah. so that I listened to that quite a lot <laughs> to go to sleep <laughs> but maybe you you also just I feel like you can become immune like you can become immune to it because I definitely didn't start off like immune to my own like I'd be like oh my gosh I can't believe I wrote this this is so explicit and now I'm like mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh yeah I think you could definitely just build up an immunity to it you're just like oh whatever <laughs> I've done this a million times who cares <laughs> There's a high tolerance to it. So before we finish off uh, talking about podfic, I wanted to ask you which is your like the favorite of your own podfic that you've made, or like the one you're most proud of. Oh, oh, that's tough. It's like picking picking between your like children. <laughs> I think that's two different answers. Cool, that's cool. A favorite and a proud of. That's if it's two different answers, that's cool. Like because I think my favorite, and I think. I don't think anyone is expecting me to say this. My favorite is Carbon Date Me, Excavate Me. (laughs) And it's just, and part of that comes down to the fact that it's just like, I'm a slut for humor. Like, I love humor. Like, anyone who is listening to this, if you have humor fix you think I might not have read, just send them to me. I will devour them. I really love to laugh. I love humor. Mm -hmm. And that fic has like this iconic scene in it between like Lena and Eddie and it sticks with me to this day and I will never forget it because it's just like he's like drunk out on the porch swing and he's just moaning about his life and she just literally is like try using your words next time instead of your dick and that (laughs) line has never left me and I have listened to that podfic so many times because I just get so much enjoyment out of it. I love it. It's a simple little podfic. It's only like 45 minutes long. So it's something I can just listen to. It's like on like a one-off. It's not something I have to listen to across the span of like a week. So I can be like cleaning my kitchen and that'll just be the podfic I put on because it's just, it's just fun. It's fun for me. This is a clip from Jess's podfic of Carbon Date Me, Excavate Me by Ecstasis Wings and let me tell you about my feels. Lena stares for a moment longer in silence before pinching the bridge of her nose. 
Right, she says. Okay, question. And I know I probably already know the answer to this, but did you ever actually tell him you wanted him to call? Did you say it meant something to you? Eddie rolls his eyes. I don't have casual sex, Selena. Of course it meant something. Yes, but while I know that about you, keep in mind that most people do, in fact, have casual sex with people they don't necessarily want to date, and also that as far as I can tell, you and Buckley never graduated from the pulling pigtail school of flirting, so it wouldn't be unreasonable for him to think it was just a one-off. Eddie turns his head and squints at her. Aren't you supposed to be on my side? She snorts. I am on your side. However, I also happen to be on the side of critical thinking, by which I mean I will gladly listen to all of your romantic woes, as long as there is something to actually be woeful over. That's... that's just... Eddie opens his mouth to argue, but can't seem to find the words. I don't... I mean, I... He sighs. What am I supposed to do? Lena gets up from her own chair and claps him on the shoulder as she makes her way to the screen door. Put on your big boy pants, get his number, and call him yourself. Try using your words this time instead of your dick, she suggests. Although, in the morning, maybe. Right now, I'm getting you some water. Try not to fall off the swing while I'm gone. So I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of that particular podfic, so I think that's my favorite, just because I have listened to that podfic more than any of my other ones. Like, peri- okay, like, okay. like, period, flat out. I know that for a fact. Part of me, like, for a while, I think leading with the left was the one I was most proud of because it was easily the longest podfic I had done at that point. Like, like I said, I had done other narration work that wasn't Phantom related, but it was the longest podfic I'd ever done. And so I was just like, I did this thing. Like, this is like over 10 hours long and I did it. And like, I was really proud of that for a long time. Now I am less impressed with myself with that because I have done other long <laughs> things. So that, that has become less of a point of pride for me, even though I'm still like, yeah, I did it. But um, the one I'm most proud of, that that one is so hard. I, oh my God. You're like, I thought we got all the difficult questions done earlier on. <laughs> Why is this one so hard? Because I wouldn't say Carbon Date Me, Excavate Me is the one I'm most proud of. Like, it's just the one I like listening to the most. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, Ignore me opening my app. You don't see this. No, that's cool. I think that's absolutely fine. I'm just going to open that and be like, mm, what do I have in this? You've done a lot of ha- Podfic, I've done said. a lot of Podfic. And I'm like, maybe something's just not coming to me. Let's see. Oh, yeah. You're in here. Look, it's you. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so funny to think that folks might have downloaded it and put it on their phone. Oh, yeah. I have so much, I have so much stuff on here. So many pockets. All the pop. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't. My brain didn't immediately default to that, but it's probably going to be that one once I finish scrolling. Yeah, it's definitely that one. Okay. Because there are a lot of pockets that I love, but... um. I think the one I'm most proud of from a production standpoint, and I don't even know why it didn't even come to my brain. I literally talked about it earlier when I was talking about cover art, but um, it's falling slowly. Yeah, because I mean, that's the one that I put all of the music and stuff into. Like I took that fic and I still have the PDF somewhere because I talked to Princess FBI before I even did it. 
I was like, to make this work, I think I'm going to have to change parts of your fic. I'm going to have to do some editing to really do what I would like to do. Is that okay? She was, mm-hmm. And she was just like, oh, absolutely. You know, whatever. She didn't even care. <laughs> she was like, yeah, go for it. So like I have a PDF and it's color coded with timestamps and everything. And I changed, I moved stuff around and did everything I possibly could to make this music fit in naturally Mm -hmm. and also to where we were no longer speaking about it from a narration standpoint yes because that becomes pointless at that point because you're hearing it so i had to edit that fic to even make that fic work and then it was a production thing as well because i had to take this music and put it in there and put it in there at in such a way that it wouldn't throw you out of the fic, would add to the fic. And so I put a lot, a lot of work into that pod fic, just in general. This is a clip from Jess's pod fic of Falling Slowly, Sing Your Melody, I'll Sing It Loud, by Princess FBI. But his good humor promptly fell to his feet the moment he stepped through the sliding glass doors to the outside world and was met with a wall of people, cameras, and microphones. There had to be triple the number of paparazzi that had been out there the night before. There were so many people, Buck couldn't even see the ground. His name was screamed like it was a curse or an exclamation. Buck, Buck. Any comment about Evan, today's how court do you proceedings? feel knowing one of Buck. your attackers is out? Are you still in Evan, danger? This way. Is it true you invited the couple over for a threesome? Buck, over here, Buck. Evan, Buck. Evan, Buck. Buck. I'm right here, Eddie said, low enough for Buck to hear as he tucked Buck against his side and spearheaded them through the crowd to the waiting bus. Stay close to me. So I have to say I'm most proud of that because I just there was so much that went into that potfic that just didn't go into other ones. Like I spent so much time on some of these other pod fakes, but while they may have like some basic effects and stuff like that to denote like flashbacks and things of that sort, none of them have like the additions that falling slowly has, uh-huh. which makes sense because like part of it was he, he's a musician and um, princess FBI, like she, she in the fic, she brings in, like lyrics and talks about it and stuff like that. But I'm one of those people that if media is being talked about for the fic, especially if it's linked, I'm like, well, let me listen to it. So I played the music like while doing it. And I was like, okay, that adds a whole other dimension to this fic though. I think it's actually very, very different when you have the audio. Like, I think listening to the pod fic for Falling Slowly and reading the fic are completely different experiences. Like, wildly different. I don't think they're alike at all. Like, it's the same general fic, but the experience of it is, like, not the same. Yeah. Like, the the storyline, the story is the same. But, like, as you say, the experience of reading... It's like, I guess it's a similar idea to, like, reading a book versus watching the film of the book like even if it's like a faithful adaptation it's a different experience than it is it, it is a different experience and I, like you could say that for like all podfix are still kind of like a different experience but this one is just it's more different i guess yeah <laughs> is there another yeah. word i don't know if there's another word for that but um 
it it's still the same story, but there, I feel like the music just added something to it. And I feel like a lot of people, when they read, they don't do that. They don't bring in that outside media, even when authors link it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they were really missing out on what that media brought to the story, which Lauren, um, spinning in circles, uh, triple Axel Diaz on Tumblr has an ice skating pick. And unfortunately this isn't something that I could do the same thing with, or I would, but she links the videos to the routines and stuff that they perform. And like, I don't even, I don't watch skating. I don't know anything about that, but I watched them. I watched them and thought about what was happening in the fic and I engaged with that media and I feel like it elevated her fic to do that. If there were a way that I could incorporate and bring those things together to show people how well those things went together, I would. I could do that with Princess FBI's because it was music. Whereas this is something visual, which obviously I can't really incorporate into a pot fic. Yeah. But I feel like people should really pay attention to the media that authors link. (laughs) Maybe not so much like I was listening to this song and it expired. It inspired me. But if it plays a role in the story, you should go experience it. And it'll add to your experience of that story. Yeah, I I haven't. um, I haven't looked at the videos for those because I have her. I have that in the as the book. That's one of the ones I ordered. Yeah, I just got that yesterday. It's yeah. so pretty. <laughs> so I uh, haven't read it on, I haven't read it on AO3. Um, so I haven't actually, so I will definitely go and have a look at the videos. Yeah, um, yeah, she's got videos there. on there. And I think part of it, the videos are part of the reason why I love the pics so much. Because I felt like it, I really felt like it elevated the story to have that. Especially if you're experiencing it while you're reading. You're like, you're reading that section and then you watch it and then you come back. And like I said, I don't watch, I don't watch, I don't know anything about skating. I don't watch it. I made a meme when people were watching it during the Olympics or whatever. I was like, y'all have fun doing this. But um, there's a lot of emotion in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot from that. And then you can see that and come back and keep reading. And you bring that emotional connection with you when you read. So it it definitely adds if you incorporate it the right way. Um, just like if you were bringing up the music to listen to it during the performances when reading Princess FBI's fic, I felt like it really added to it and that it would be so good to bring it all together in a pod fic, which is why I really wanted to do it. But the same sort of thing works with Lauren's fic and the videos. But no, well, it makes sense then that that's the one that you're most proud of because you're as you say, you've added... You've had to change it around and you've had to add so much to it. Is that something that you enjoy? Like, for example, with the with the TikTok fic, uh, with the TikTok pod fic, you're kind of, <laughs> obviously it's smaller effects, but you are doing something a little bit. You're, having, you're adding in stuff to that. So I'm telling like, you is right that... now, the TikTok pod fic is the most chaotic pod fic I have ever made. <laughs> oh my God. I'd... <laughs> I don't even know what I'm thinking with half this pocket. I was just like, you know what I'm going to do this. And so I just put it in there. There's so much random shit I've got going on in this pocket. Like I can't wait. Oh to my hear God. It. I, it, <laughs> to everybody else. Remember we haven't, I've not heard it yet, but I'm, no one I'm has very heard it excited yet because it's not published yet. It'll either, it'll be up today or tomorrow. <laughs> Perfect. So some folks will maybe have heard it by the time this is out. 
But uh, at the moment, I haven't heard it, but I'm very excited to hear it. Oh, God. I feel like it's either going to work <laughs> or people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I'm going to be like, I don't know, but I'm done with it. <laughs> You're done with it. I'm finished and it's not being changed now. Is there, so that's the thing, as I said, that's your work that's imminently coming out and will be out by the time this is up. Is there any other things that you're working on at the moment that you can give us a hint about? Or is there, I know some stuff you probably can't mention. Some but... stuff I can't mention. It's for the fest. Yeah. I've got four works that I'm looking at for the Podfic Fest. I'm hoping I might be able to do a fifth or a sixth, but I don't want to commit to that. Until we get closer to the deadline and I can see what kind of timing I'm working with. But I'm working on like four works for that. But I also didn't want to overcommit myself to stuff for the fest because I didn't want there to be like four months of me not being able to put up any podfix. Which is why like I'm posting this TikTok podfix like it's not for the best. So, you know, it fills in that gap a little bit. I'm I'm working on the the next part of Melt's. I'm working on the next part of the ride or die series because Jenny put out part four of that. So those are the two things that I'm working on that are like a part of a series right now. Mm -hmm. I also just got permission from Morgan of the fairies to do one of their fix. And if you hear me typing right now, no, you don't, (laughs) but I don't, I don't remember the name of the fic. Okay. I hate accidents except when we went from friends to this. So, oh my gosh, that's like one of my all-time favorite yes, fics. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> it was on my list of possibles to do for a while, but I didn't want to ask permission until I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But now I'm, at the, oh, I'm so now I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So between now and the fest, which is the deadline for the fest is in October, it's probably just going to be those shorter pieces. So it'll be like that one. It'll be like the next part of Melt, the next part of, um, I can't remember the name of the series, but the Ride or Die series, <sighs> Made for Your Love, I think it's called. And I'll probably find another like kind of shorter fake just to fill in the gaps there, just for August and September. And then of course in October, a bunch of things will be posted. So, things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A lot of things are going to be posted. So <laughs> But there will be a couple that come out in August and a couple that come out in September. Well, I'm extremely excited for I Hate Accident, <laughs> except when we went from Friends to this. <laughs> so that's one, that's one of my all-time favorite fics, so I'm very excited to be able to listen to it. Yeah, so the other thing I wanted to ask you was moving away from podfic and more to fandom or fanfiction, like, in specifically, would be can you remember like the very first fandom that you got into or that you were a part of. And then sort of from that, how you found like fan fiction type things. Oh yeah. I remember (laughs) (laughs) because I was in seventh grade and in seventh grade, we had to read the outsiders by Essie Hinton. And I really liked that book back then. There's a lot of it. I can't even remember now, but I was in love with that book. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, well, there's a movie. So I was like looking up the movie and then I was just looking up stuff about the outsiders online. And we had like AOL or whatever the fuck. (laughs) So I had like a limited amount of time in the parental controls. I was allowed to look at stuff. I think it was like 12 or something. (laughs) And I discovered fanfiction.net by searching for stuff for the outsiders. Mm -hmm. So... That was my first introduction to fan fiction. I wasn't even searching it out. And honestly, I didn't even really understand what it was at first. Yeah. 
And like they were using terminology that like now is like ancient terminology and we all know what it is. But at the time I didn't know, like I would see stuff like the word slash and like lemon and <laughs> lime. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, I'm like this preteen, like, um, what? But, um, yeah, it was the outsiders that led me to discovering fan fiction. And I remember it very distinctly and I don't know why I remember it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool that it was fanfiction.net that you found, like, first. That's be- That was the big thing at the time. Fanfiction.net used to be massive. I feel like I came across, like, probably came across, like, one of the separate, like, Harry Potter fanfiction sites before. But I never really read Harry Potter fanfiction, so... I found those later. <laughs> yeah, I just can't remember. Like, my whole thing is mixed up. I was on... um deviant art at the time and oh, i think yeah. i found fan art before i found fan oh fiction. absolutely yeah deviant art was a whole thing <laughs> so i think that was my path but it annoys me because i can't actually remember so i'm just like living vicariously through everybody else's like origin stories because the- <laughs> <laughs> so far everybody can like remember theirs and i can't remember mine <laughs> so. i can remember how i got there but i don't really remember much of what came next (laughs) i just i remember that i remember my obsession with the outsiders i remember first coming across fan fiction because holy shit some fan fiction was wild and 12 year old me was not prepared for it at all and um yeah i must have been a similar i must have been a similar age i think because i i made my fanfiction.net account when I was like 14 but I know that like I had definitely read before I made the account and I definitely like looked at other stuff first so I think I probably was also about like 12 or 13 <laughs> so <laughs> pre-teens <laughs> yeah. it's like a time I think it's a, quite a common age for people to like find fan fiction and get into it then so I mean it makes sense yeah that's does. when they start getting more freedom and then they're able to go <laughs> online and explore yeah <laughs> venture into the wilds yeah the wilds fanfiction.net yeah it really was the wilds of the internet <laughs> fanfiction.net was the place for the longest time and like i was on quizzilla when they were like making those quizzes and putting them up and it was there's all kinds of like mary sue or you and these different characters from fiction on quizzilla that was a whole thing of course i was in the live journal community it's like i was all over the place <laughs> I missed a lot of that. I'm going to, I'll tell you what, I will link for anybody that's listening. I'm going to link in the show notes. There's an episode um, of the the Talking Fanfic podcast, which was the podcast that really inspired me to make this. And they did uh, an episode on fandom or fan fiction history, which I would really recommend everybody listens to, particularly if you, like me, uh, have AO3 as your most beloved website, because I cried listening to them talk about how AO3 like got. I knew how it came about. I already knew that, but like listening to these the uh, the two hosts of that episode talking about the story of fan fiction, uh, and then eventually sort of ending by talking about how AO3 came to be. I literally cried because <laughs> the site means so much to me. So I'll link that podcast episode below because I would highly, highly recommend that. I'll probably even if you think you know <laughs> everything about fan fiction. I would highly recommend that you listen to that. Episode. Like, because I I experienced a lot of a lot of it, especially a lot of the evolution on the internet. Yeah, because I mean, there was fan fiction before the internet. Yes, yes. Well, they talk about that as well, so it's mm-hmm. good they give like the whole like history. So, yeah. So I would, I'll link that in the show notes, and I'll send you the link so that you don't have to wait for the show yeah, notes. Yes, send it to me. <laughs> I already know it exists. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, cool. So unless there's anything else you wanted to specifically mention about Podfic or that anything like that, we'll sort of move to wrapping up by talking about season six. But unless there's anything else you wanted to add in first. I don't think so. Except that there are probably a couple of my favorite fics out there that I can't podfic because they're just not podficable. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can recommend them in a minute when I ask you for your recommendations. <laughs> it just makes me sad, but okay. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry. I-, I shouldn't be like, well, it's great for me that you can't podfic them because you can recommend <laughs> them to me instead. But like, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm sorry for you that you can't podfic them, but uh, you can give them as recommendations. They wouldn't work as podfics, which you'll understand <laughs> when we get to that. Yeah. So, um, for, in terms of first season six of the show, I wanted to ask you, and I might, based on our chat before we started recording, vaguely know what your answer to this is going to be, but what are your hopes and or expectations for season six? <laughs> I hope your vague understanding of my answer is Jessica doesn't have a fucking answer to this question. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like I knew it was going to come and like, I, I never do a lot of speculation. Like I don't even really do it on Tumblr. Like they'll always be like, Ooh, this, this, and this. And I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm like this, this, and this has to happen for it to make sense. And, um, like I definitely will come in at like certain points and I'm like, no, this, this was the way to go. Like I know for like the Buck Taylor breakup, everyone wanted the breakup after the Lucy cheating thing. And I was like, that that's not gonna work i was like i'm glad they didn't do it this way and a lot of people were saying like it was a lack of self-respect on taylor's part i was like it really wasn't to me like it was very much a her valuing this relationship more than what happened and being willing to move past that because she understands buck is a person um she understands those flaws and what led into what happened and that it wasn't like malicious and she is invested in this relationship mm-hmm. and wants to move past this and move forward. And then later you get Buck is not as invested in that relationship. And it was important for him to come to that realization. And I don't think it would have done anyone any good. Uh, it would have been bad storytelling in my opinion. And it also wouldn't have helped to develop any of the characters in any way to just have Taylor blow up after the cheating mm-hmm. and leave him just because people wanted like BT to be over. I was like, BT is going to be over. Like they have set this up, like it's going to end, but that's not, that isn't the way for it to end. And people were so upset that night. And I was like, I was like this, I even made a post that night. I was like, I'm glad this didn't happen because it needs to happen like this. And then it did happen like that. And I was like, I am vindicated. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I I generally just don't really get into a lot of speculation beyond like little things like that. Yeah. Like in my brain, there are things that I'm just like, Maddie is going to get back together in season six. When it's going to happen, I don't fucking know. But Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, it's going to happen. And I don't even have like a lot of speculation about it. I think Hada Love's idea in her interview was probably a really good one. That would probably be like a mid-season sort of thing. Yeah. Um, just with what we've seen from Madney in the past. Um, I mean, there are things that I would like to see in season six, but I wouldn't so much say that's speculation. Like I would definitely like to see more of a focus on Chim. And I, I mean that in kind of like, uh, I think his character gets sidelined a lot because I feel like a lot of his storylines are just extensions of Maddie's storylines. Yeah. I don't feel like he gets a lot of focus himself. 
So I would like to see something really focusing on him. Maybe with, maybe if it's with his mental health or something else, I don't know, but I would really like to see, like we finally got some, some focus on Eddie in this past season. I would like to see some focus on Chim as an individual character instead of like an extension of Maddie. And, um, and like he is his own character and yeah, he has his own stuff going on sometimes, but generally his storylines are very wrapped up in hers. And so I would really like to see some more focus on him and Maddie kind of taking more of a support role. Like we kind of got to see with Buck and Eddie where Buck was more of a support role for Eddie and the Buck focused storylines kind of took a back seat. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be, it's kind of that time I think for Maddie. I would like to see the Maddie focused storylines take kind of a backseat to what's going on with Chimney because obviously they're going to be connected. They're Maddie and Chimney, but I would just like Maddie to not be the main focus for a bit. Yeah. And us get to see more of him. So I'd really like to see some of that in season six. I would also like to see more Karen. Yeah. Uh, I just, I feel like we don't get enough Karen and I'm so annoyed that she's just like this rocket scientist. And I feel like she's just in the background drinking wine and hanging out at her house all the time. And I'm like, okay, she, she should be, she should have a role here. God damn it. But, um, I have no legitimate reason for that. I just want more Karen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't have like a lot of like speculation of, I think this is where it's going to go and this is what's going to happen. And people, I think people get really hyped into the speculation. Like I know a lot of people were really like, a lot of people really thought Buddy was going to happen in season five. And I thought that was a wild idea. I was like that. I, was, I mean, I was like, we're not there. No. <laughs> I was like, we're not there yet. <laughs> I was like, we, we've got, some, we've got, there's a lot, there's a lot more we got to get through before we get there. But a lot of people were like, this, this is it. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know about that, but I let them have their fun. I'm not going to be going in there and digging into everyone's speculation to be like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> But I'm also not posting speculation because I'm just not that creative. I just, (laughs) I feel like I don't have like ideas myself on what they want to do with these characters. I feel like I'm just waiting for it. Like I'm waiting to see what they do and then taking that and running with it. Yeah. I think I'm the same. I, I, I struggle with like, I don't really have any of my own speculation either. I just like, I have things like, you know, yeah, like you say, little, like little bits and pieces that you'd like, like to happen. Um, and then, but then I fall into the trap of, I read everybody else's speculation and then I get like really invested in an idea. <laughs> yes. That's always the way to go. I don't have any speculation, but I have other people's speculations. <laughs> yeah. Like the, even just this, the idea that like, oh, well, they might do the first episode of season six might be them all like messing around while Bobby's away. I'm fixated on that now. <laughs> That's all I want. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed. And then I'm going to be angry with myself for getting overly invested in an idea that I literally read on Tumblr that might not, there might be no reason for that to happen. This always happens to me. I, I'm like, I then get pissed off with myself for like deciding, because I will be like, this is what I want to happen in this episode. And I know I'm going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. And I try to tell myself beforehand, I try to be like, this is probably not going to happen. It was like with the <laughs> with the hostage episode, I spent the whole time being like, no, you know it's not going to be as dramatic and as fabulous as like you want it to be based on what you read on Tumblr. So calm down. Um, like I'm terrible. I'm honestly horrendous. So I think your way is the way to go. That's what I liked. I don't want to have like expectations of what will happen. And be like, oh, this didn't happen. 
Like, I'll, do, I'll just wait and see what they feed me. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are things I'll, I get disappointed in, but I get disappointed after they happen. <laughs> yeah, don't get preemptively disappointed like me. <laughs> like, oh, I know this episode's going to be good, but it's not going to be exactly what I want it to be, and I'm already disappointed and I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> so, moral of this podcast episode is don't be like Rachel, be like Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Your life will be better, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if if uh that's if all your speculation for season six is that you don't have uh, any speculation <laughs> <laughs> I have no speculation for season six. <laughs> I don't really speculate. <laughs> <laughs> then um if for wrapping us up then you could give us a couple of recommendations for some works that you enjoy which can or can can be the ones that you are incapable of uh, pod picking for reasons or can be different ones oh god well i mean honestly it's hard for me to wreck anything that i can pod pick because i probably am gonna pod pick yeah. it if i would wreck it <laughs> Um, or I've already pot-ficked it. Well, let's just say then that a big part of your recommendations is all the fix that you have pot-ficked, so... <laughs> if I've pot-ficked it, it's probably a good fic in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are a couple pot fics that I didn't pot-fic because I was like, I love this fic. But that's a rare occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> I generally am like, ooh, I love this and I need this pot-fic, and so I go make it. <laughs> well, Sybil's Leaves included her bookmarks as her own recommend- as her recommendations. She was like, that's everything valid. in my bookmarks is a recommendation, so yours can be like, my pod fics are my recommendation, like all those fics. <laughs> they could go look at my bookmarks too. I have bookmarks. Some of them are marked with a little heart. You could click Rex only, or you could, oh, and a excellent. little heart will pop up. There you go. I will link to your bookmarks Don't do it. Well. Don't do it. I don't know what I have said for that. <laughs> Okay, I won't. I, <laughs> I won't link to it. People have to go out of their way to get to it. They have to go out of my way to see what I'm saving in my bookmarks because I honestly don't remember. Because <laughs> I think a lot of those bookmarks I made at the beginning of 2021, and I don't even know what's in there anymore. Um, That's the but, thing. It's like, do you do a bookmark purge at some point? Like, I've wondered about that because I'm a, I'm very. I don't because I'm always like, what if I need to find that later? Yeah, I I don't normally because I genuinely love everything that I put in my bookmarks except for I'm a really like I cannot read for a ship like that I that's got one of the people in my ship paired with somebody else like I'm a single ship person like entirely um so I like I think we all have like things we're like yeah (laughs) so I'm like that but like before I got into because I'm really into uh, like Sam Bucky from Marvel um, but oh, before yeah. I got into them, I casually read some Stucky. I'm really into Sam Bucky too. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love him and I love them as a ship. And I got really, really into them. But before that, I'd casually Winter read... Winter Falcon. <laughs> exactly, Winter Falcon. My, but like... she's Captain America now. But that's what it was called for a little while. I know, I wasn't... That's the thing is, I only got into it when the show came out. Like, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show came out. And before that, I was like, didn't really have a Marvel ship. And I wasn't really big into the... And I, but I, I because Stucky was such a massive pairing, and I, I was like, oh well, I'll just try some of the fan fiction. And I remember I read some, and I thought it was good, and I bookmarked it. And now I'm like, I physically, it feels, it makes me feel uncomfortable that I have that in my bookmarks now because <laughs> because I actually properly got into Sam Bucky, and now I like can't have Steve anywhere near Bucky because I'm like, no, nope, go away, like I can't I can't have it. So. I'm a weird, I'm like really <laughs> ridiculous about it. So you are not a multi-shipper. No, I am the absolute opposite of a multi-shipper. Like, Is that a mono-shipper? Let's <laughs> go with that. 
I'm terrible. I, I feel jealous sometimes because like, obviously if you're a multi-shipper, you have way more material to read from. Oh yeah, you do. But I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I fundamentally can't. So... Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> so some of the stuff in my bookmarks I would not recommend to you because it is stucky, <laughs> and I would only recommend some bookie. Now, no, obviously, <laughs> I actually re- read them before and they were great. <laughs> but all the nine one one stuff I would recommend in my own bookmarks. So it's like if I bookmarked it, then at some point I probably enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so your bookmarks, your podfic, anything outside of that that you would recommend? Um, well, I think. These are probably in my bookmarks. Yeah. But the two fics that I really, really love that I don't even know if they really... I mean, they're fics, but they're different. Um, <laughs> And I'm sure everyone has read them because they're fucking hilarious. And like I said, slid. Like I said, <laughs> I, I am a slut for humor. So I was like, oh my God, absolutely. I'm going to read this. But um, you've got those two firefighters. And Mr. LAFD updates, man. Yeah. And th- like, they're unpodfigable. I mean, w- what can you do with that? You know, but they're so much fun. I got so much enjoyment out of those. I was like, I don't, I don't even remember who they're by and I don't care. Whoever you are, you're great. <laughs> uh, LAFD updates, man, is by uh, Hens Wilson's or Hammersmith's because she's had uh, several recommendations on the phone from me and from several other guests. She's, I think she must be on like a trip. This must be like her quadruple wreck at this point. Like she's had four. Well, you people. know what? <laughs> that should tell you something. That's so annoying <laughs> that I can't remember who wrote those two firefighters. But like, because that's, I think that's the very first fic I read for Buddy. I think. Oh, I love that fic too. Um, it's so fun. Yeah, I'm googling it. You don't see me googling it, but I am. Okay. Um, but I'll put links in the in the show notes. Like, who wrote this? Who wrote this? Um, dark fairy tale. Yes, I don't. I don't know tale. who that is, yeah. but but they wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will link to those fics in the show notes, um, and I will not link to your bookmarks, but I will direct. <laughs> so people can seek out your bookmarks if they want to have a look at some more recommendations. So. But no, thanks for that. <laughs> no, it's a you've had a lot of tricky questions <laughs> today. Like, this is so hard. Oh. And I feel like I've had time to prepare, and I kept being like, I should prepare for that <laughs> because I know she's going to ask me questions. <laughs> and then I just didn't. And then now it's Friday, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you did great, so thank you very much. And yeah, so if unless there's anything else that you wanted to add at this point. Um, then I'll be able to let you have back the rest of your day after like coming on three hours of <laughs> me holding you hostage. Oh yeah, it's been like two hours and 45 minutes. Well, some of that is us being ridiculous. Of recording. We've had longer as well, so. <laughs> <sighs> to be fair, a lot of that will probably be cut out when you edit. <laughs> some of it will be cut out. You sh- I don't actually cut out very much because I am a bit of a lazy editor. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You're valid. <laughs> you'll come to this and you'll be like this is two hours and 30 minutes so she only cut like 15 and that will be like the most recent thing i edited i think i cut it was 220 so sybil's leaves episode oh i think it was 220 before i started editing, and i think it was i think it's i can't even remember i should know because i literally have finalized the episode um but it's obviously not up yet but i think it was uh 210 <laughs> so i really didn't cut that much out <laughs> Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but if a lot of this is in there, is in there, you'll be like, you can judge me on the editing. That's fine. 
I'll be like, God damn it. <laughs> you left me being ridiculous in this podcast. I like a bit of ridiculous. I'll be I'm being <laughs> ridiculous as well. And I like that. I think that's the nice thing about doing this is that you get to I mean, everybody's ridiculous on Tumblr as well, but like I feel like you get to see it in a much more It's fine. <laughs> People can have fun with us and whatever we're whatever we talked about. I don't even remember what we've talked about, but okay. <laughs> well, do you know what? I'll be in, in the in the show notes, I'll be putting timestamps of what we talked about when. <laughs> So they'll be, you can skip around. <laughs> and I'll just be like, ooh, regrets about all of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I hope you don't regret coming on in general because it's been <laughs> no, a blast. No, it was fun. I had fun. <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into. And I know when you brought it up, I was like, yeah, I'll come talk about Podpick. And you were like, no, we're going to talk about you. And I was like, we're going to do what? <laughs> well, we spoke about Podfit. We spoke about you. We spoke about the show. I made you talk about Lone Star as well. I think oh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Pretty good all round. So, um, no, thank you very, very much for agreeing to come on. Uh, and for, for taking having me. time out of the day for this. It's been lovely to have you. You say that. <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean that. <laughs> How have I only been interrupted by one cat <laughs> when I have three? Where are the other ones? <laughs> Impressive. Like, let me stop this recording. So that concludes episode five of Dispatch. Thank you again so much to Jess for joining me in this one. I had an absolutely fantastic time talking with you. It was so much fun uh, and also quite therapeutic to have a bit of a moan about the woes of audio editing. Please check out Jess's work and the works that she has recommended. As usual, there will be links to everything referred to in the show notes. But as I mentioned, these are such long show notes this time that I've had to put the abridged version in the podcasting app. And so if you want the full show notes, go to the Tumblr page. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got any feedback for me, then please get in touch at the contact information that's in the show notes. And today I'm going to be leaving you with another little excerpt from one of Jess's podfix. So if you were looking for something to listen to after this, you can give the first minute or so a listen here and then you can click the link in the show notes to go and continue listening to that podfix. So I'm leaving you with a clip from Jess's podfix of Love in the Time of TikTok, which is written by Evan Diaz. This is the TikTok fic that we kept referring to throughout the podcast. It has been released, so I thought it'd be fabulous to include a little bit of it. But that's all from me for now. I will be back in episode six, which I cannot wait for you to hear. And in the meantime, have a great couple of weeks or week or day or however long is left in advance of the episode six release that you're listening to this podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening. Love in the Time of TikTok by Evan Diaz. Read by Mist Marauder. So, it's possible Buck fucked up a little. A lot. And by possible, he means he's packing his bags and booking a one-way flight to the most remote island he can find, and spending the rest of his days gorging himself on mangoes and self-loathing. Yes, it is that bad. No, he's not being dramatic. It all started when he made a TikTok account. Yeah, he knows. You can spare the judgment, okay?
is well aware of the fact that life was better, easier, when he was one of those people who would roll his eyes at Addison Ray flopping around like a fish. Oh, sorry. Dancing. And to be like, ha ha, kids these days, am I right? But then COVID happened. Quarantine happened. And suddenly, TikTok wasn't so much cringe as it was still cringe, but also kind of a saving grace. Sue him. But he's fine with it, you know? He's not embarrassed by it. Okay, maybe he's a little embarrassed when he's laying on his sofa, scratching his balls, scrolling through the 1,000th video to show up on his For You page, and Daddy lovingly, judgmentally, plucks the phone from his hand and says, I think six hours is long enough, don't you? So yeah. Ouch. But that's not the point where he fucked up. The point where he fucked up isn't even when he starts making content for the clock app himself. Because, see, Buck is a people person. He needs human interaction. And becoming a semi-famous firefighter talker, 9.8 million followers, not to brag or anything, is about as humanly interactive as it gets. The problem is... Well... The problem is that... For all his many talents, Buck has never learned to shut the fuck up about things that are important to him. And since Eddie and Christopher are two of the most important people in his life, it's possible that a solid 95% of his TikToks contain some sort of reference to my best friend and my best friend's kid. <laughs> 